0: Made for box in this corner with Brian Campbell returns with the boxing edition as we cover our jewels with a sombrero like a prime Marquez and prepare to inject your eardrums with another dose of performance enhancing audio
1: big gift to people
0: big gift indeed the Brian Campbell in fact the voice that you hear just about ready to deliver the one and only boxing show these days named in this corner. That is true.
1: He knows I'm a very true guy, and I know my true, and he knows he's true, and he's not ready for true.
0: Get ready for the true audio coming from your boy, BC, who is just about ready to tag in Big Red and set voyage through Jeddah to the fight date we've had circled on our calendar since the advent of time, the final round of the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Classic. Can't wait to unwrap that one with Big Red. But that's not all we've got, as Rafe Boogs and I will recap the week that was in the sport, including Manny Pacquiao turning back the clock to snap a nine-year streak without a KO. And our boy, ITC's own Teofimo Lopez, making quite a statement in New Orleans. But before we unlock this audio magic, let me, as always, remind you, To do your part in this revolution, if you hear something on the show today that you like. If you see something, say something. Please head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume 5 Audio. Give us that five-star review. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Come on, you want to hear this in your ear holes on a weekly basis. Do our part on the back end, if you know what I mean. All right, enough of that. Look, this is this guy's Super Bowl. This is what this man lives for. It's time to welcome in the internationally renowned author, editor, Filipino TV icon. Yes, respecter. More than really anybody else on this globe. Of all things... Cruiser weights, Rafe, I need to serenade you. Rafe Bartholomew, as I bring you in, please join me because it's time.
2: I am Phil Brian. You could say, I am very Phil. For which hey category? 200. Zero zero. Let's go.
0: It's time to talk a box with ya! Cruiser. Oh, I talk a little cruiser's bra like, well, I'm heavy But you know that they can box our beat, They can brawl, yeah And when Richard Shepard puts the cash down All the cruisers come running They don't care where the money comes from
1: i That
0: go my way I love, I love it. it When we're cruising together Rafe Cruising Bartholomew, it's your week, bro. I'm not done. I'm not done. It's, All right. It's your week. I know I, I teased the bag a little too much there. I, I almost got, 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 got quite a bit of the mess there. Look, it took a while to get here. They canceled the plans. I don't even care how you are. I just want to care how
2: feel you are for Usyk Brightus this weekend. I, Brian, I have been I, like, like Alexander Usyk, I have set myself on fire in training for the last three weeks. Anyone, please go ahead, find on YouTube the video, the hype video that they put out, the WBSS bootleg 24-7. Usyk is on fire with the humor, setting himself on fire in training, setting me on fire, setting my loins on fire for the fight I've been waiting for all year long since the beginning of the year when they really started 2018 off they saved 2018. 2018 was supposed to be the down year yes and you know who saved it cruiserweights richard schaefer and cal Sauerland. i'm Phil. i'm very feel we will
0: indeed get into the specifics of this later in our weekend preview there's no question about it but i did want to check that
2: pulse i mean Ryan, I, I, Ryan, I, I, you, you don't have to it. lie I, to us you here but have to let me out the cage man i don't know if i can make it i, I might i might Shoot my L oh, before we get to on. that point let in the podcast. I mean, just you know. I mean, just you
0: know. I mean, I, I just you know. Wow. But I still got him in the cage. He listens to me very
2: well. I'm gonna let him loose.
0: All right, let let me let you loose. I mean, just on on a feel level. I mean, touching those
2: feels. You just you're, you're itching right now. You're very itchy, right? Wait, category two zero zero two hundred. It's my it's it's amazing. Look, these guys. I'm I have high expectations. I think they're gonna live up to it, and and. You know, I I trust you, you'll you'll be my Tim Lane. You'll 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 know when to let me out of the cage on this. So we can move on. Yeah. We can go ahead, you know. Wow. I'm an adult. Yes,
0: yes, I am ready, I am ready for this, Rafe. But first we gotta go backwards before we can go forwards, of course. But in between, hey, how's life? What's going on in the West Coast? People are still signing up for this respect box newsletter every Friday ish in your in hole at Rafe Bugs on Twitter. What's new? What's new in the uh in the old thing? Yeah,
2: look, I'm happy to say we're coming near. We're approaching 600 subscribers in my in the wow. as you say. Yeah, we're doing well. I don't want well. you to out anybody, uh, but we got big people names People respect here. Box. Any any big names that you can out people? But I mean, like Gabe Rosado, Richard Schaefer, anybody big signed up for this? Man, I wish. I wish. I'm trying. Who's the biggest name? Might be might be Eric Raskin uh, uh, of HBO on. podcast fame. Oh, come on. He's 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 the he he can do Richard Schaefer. He could do everyone.
0: Probably would too. Uh, no, Caleb Turex. (laughs) No, no, nothing,
2: nothing like that, you know? Haven't, haven't gotten any, uh, active fighters. We, we, we did used to have Willie Nelson subscribing to our, uh, our Snapchat rants. I mean, that was
0: good. Not, not the, uh, I remember when a dime bag used to cost a dime. Not that Willie Nelson. No, no, the other one. The one who, uh, (laughs) sent Tony Harrison to hell. Of course you remember that. All right, Rafe. Speaking of souls being taken. Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia was the capital of box Saturday night. And many, as you like to say, uh, Pacquiao, Pacquiao. Uh, Pacquiao turned. Back. If if I could turn back time, Rafe, if I could find a way, right, Cher, I would snap that nine-year unbeaten streak. Right? You'd say. Well, that nine-year knock, no knockout streak, no knockout streak. He did that. Freddie Roach has predicted a knockout for like the last 15 straight fights and it didn't come true. (laughs) Freddie's out of there. Boo Boy's filling out a t-shirt. Did you see that pizza oven he's got there underneath that, underneath that shirt? (laughs) And he wasn't even working the corner for all the headlines. It was Justin Fortune working the corner. We'll get to that in a second. But he turns back time. He stops Lucas, the machine, the new, the old Manny Pacquiao stopped the new Manny Pacquiao and looked a little bit like the old Manny Pacquiao to claim A WBA bootleg secondary title that of course every TV station said. Manny Pacquiao once again wins the welterweight championship. You're, you're a Filipino
2: citizen basically. Your thoughts? Uh, Well, look, I was, I was impressed. Uh, we knew this was possible. We knew that it, we, we had a strong feeling that the fight was going to, be, be, live on the extremes in one way or another. We couldn't quite predict which extreme it would show up as, but there were always people who were saying and believed that any version of Manny is going to be too good for, for Matisse, for, uh, you know, all the reasons we know. Matisse, for all of his Strength and power punching, and and the, the things that he brings into the ring, you know, it was, it doesn't move his head very well. It's pretty always been pretty easy to hit. He gets discouraged easily, and we saw all those things manifest. Oh, we saw and pretty much that was the fight, big time.
0: Big, discouragement is the key. The people calling
2: him, he quit. Whatever he didn't quit physically. He quit mentally really early in that fight, Rafe. Right? And that's that's Matisse. I mean, he, he we've seen him. He's checked out in so. And look, I don't. I, I'm not quite. I don't want to question his character. I don't think he is a. A five letter word that starts with P that rhymes that sounds like another word for cat or kitten as treach. Five money by nature letters that we're saying. missing
0: here, right? You get it on right. occasion at the yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm down with OPP, Brian. Um, so I'm not gonna call him any of that. It, look, it's just who he is as a fighter. When we've seen him, I mean, whether it's against guys like Zab Judah. And Devin Alexander, way back in the day when they were moving around and weren't letting him hit him, he didn't really pursue that hard towards the end of those fights. We saw him when Danny Garcia sort of stood up to him, and the weird eye injury messed sort of slowed Matisse down when they fought in twenty thirteen he lost you know he he sort of didn't push his. He he had that little rally late in the fight, but it just he he didn't go after it. If he is not landing punches, Matisse doesn't really want to be there. It seems, and that's and,
0: and that's stunk in this fight. It's different when Victor Postel's walking you down and
2: breaking your eye socket. That, that, that's one thing. But look, well, look, look, I, hey, I, hey, 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 look! I I was at that fight and I was mad because Postel, I mean, held Matisse so much. I mean, it was it was. Look, he did what he had to do to win, but it was it was not a uh Look, I didn't come out of that fight looking at Victor Postol and giving him the Bob Aram seal of approval. That guy is, he's got balls. <laughs>
1: The guy has balls. He fights like a tough, tough gang member. Speaking of
0: tough gang members, and I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but I hadn't, I don't think I watched Lucas Matisse's last fight. I hadn't really looked at my man in a while, and I love the guy, right? I still have that weird selfie I took Maypack weekend of me and La Maquina with you in the background that I look at all the time. I love that picture. I should put it up in my frame next to us with my campeon Eric Morales. Anyway, Lucas added tats, and he added throat tats and neck tats, and I'm sure we have listeners with throat and neck tats. And I know it's 2018; it's not 1992. But sometimes it's I 2013. Still, Brian podcasters sleep with a lot of women. I mean, people should realize that at this point.
2: At least sleep with a lot it's yeah, all right,
0: Get past that. But the point of this is like, look. I sometimes still live in a 1992 mentality. When I see a guy with a throat tad. I expect you to fight to the death, right? It's not that hard. If he
1: doesn't die, it doesn't count. If he's not dead, it doesn't count.
0: Uh, it didn't count. Your performance, Lucas, didn't count because this is where we give Manny credit, right? It wasn't in the Youth performance, but I think he took the fight a lot more serious than he did Jeff Horn a year ago. I think that layoff helped him. He was still quick, and the key was... He still does Manny things well, which is work the angles, hit you with punches you don't see coming, and really suffocate you. So that's why Manny can hang around against brawlers. This is really the perfect matchup for him. It's the guys who have next-level energy and and dirtiness like Horn had. And by the way, I think we underrated Horn coming in. We underrated his performance last year. We even underrated him coming out and right now because I've lit him up. But like you tried to make that point, you're right.
2: Horn's pretty damn good. I think we kind of he's, realize that. I, he's, I say he's, I'd like to see Horn Sean Porter. I mean, that's an interesting fight. I, I feel like they're sort of similar. It would be not, it wouldn't be pretty, but I sort of, I, I, right now I'd, I, I kind of rank him just a, a shade below Porter at, at Welterweight. That's, and he's, Horn was, not only was he big and rough in that against Manny, he's quicker than we give him credit for. He was certainly quicker than Lucas Matisse, who's a smaller guy. Um, and, and even for, a couple rounds he wasn't sharp or good enough to to do much with it against Terrence Bud Crawford, but he was almost on the same level speed-wise as Crawford until Crawford started breaking him down. I mean, Horn is not bad. Well, there's levels to this, and
0: I used the Horn correlation there to try to basically tell you that what do we learn from this fight? Because it's hard to gauge when you consider the opponent and the performance Matisse gave us. Here's what we learned, though, Rafe. Manny is not dead. He's not jumping off of the pier deep into the... Like, yeah, he's washed, but he's not. we're not ready to drown him, okay? He's not super elite, though, so let's stop. Even Manny needs to stop talking about Terrence Bud Crawford. And I'm the guy on this podcast for a year and a half that's like, Manny, you owe the sport this. You owe the sport to see us wheel your body out after Bud (laughs) takes you out. I'm taking that back. I'm taking those words back. I don't mean that anymore. I don't want to see him against Thurman. I don't want to see him against Danny Garcia. I don't want to see him against any of those guys. I want to see him do what old fighters with big names do fight other old guys with names, or fight marginal competition. And I think Horn is a little bit better than marginal competition. And that's why Pacquiao wasn't able to beat him. And if they did that rematch for big money, sure, I'd watch it. I think Manny could win that, no doubt about it. But Manny is a competent fighter still, and that's fine. I don't want him to overthink that he's more. I don't want the public to overthink that he's more because Manny was running around that ring celebrating like he won the Super Bowl, and there's a lot of casual fans and Manny backers all over my timeline who are just kind of like, he's back. Did you see that? He's not back, but he's not dead. That's really the analysis. The analysis here is we don't need to remove him from the ring. He doesn't have to go to Idaho for his next fight, even though you can say Malaysia is basically the same thing on the boxing map, but... My it's, Own Private Malaysia was one of my favorite Gus Van Sant films. That's what I'm talking about right there. So uh, it was a good performance. But, you it know, very, no, no, te- well, I, I, I want to get Teddy in a second. Uh, do, Teddy, it, do it. Teddy had some good analysis afterwards, and he's pretty much spot on.
1: All you Pacquiao Maniac fans out there, no disrespect. Give him a lot of credit. 39 years old. He got the job done. He looked good. Yes. Against a 36-year-old who, in the end, he quit. A diminished Matisse, who did not fight, he did not try, in very little spots. He threw for the most part. He was, he was a. Passive guy who
2: looked like he was just getting paid. Let's say
1: Pacquiao.
0: And that's right. And he said Matisse, which is great. And
2: you sent me some greats on It's low
0: though. Oh, yeah. It's, another, it's another inaudible. guy who had
2: a close relationship with the great customado up there in the Catskills. Not too close. I don't want to insinuate anything. I know some people do. Go ahead. I want, raise your volume before I play this because it's low. I saw the fight and, and Pacquiao and Matista fight. I think still
0: got it. Yeah. Pacquiao and Matista. He's still got it, right? Matisse, Matista. Uh, let me say it for something. But Rafe. There's some truth in there. Don't say that Manny's ready for the world, but don't say that this, that
2: this means nothing. Not at all. And Brian, on top of it, I'm right with you about where he's at in the division, in the sport in general, kind of how I'd like to see him play out the remaining years of his career. Um, I also think that we're underplaying or, or maybe uh, not appreciating enough how crazy it is that he is still this good at 39 with, something like 70 fights fighting for 25 years, basically uh, on a professional level that he truly is a generational athlete, you know, in the same way that LeBron James, uh, you know, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, these people, I, I don't know soccer. Well, you know, but Messi is that, that kind of guy. Um, these guys who, and women who are just different. Like they do stuff that doesn't make any sense. He should not even be at that good at 39. He just shouldn't be it, even if it's
0: he nuts PEDs through his prime run, which is a good argument that he, that he can, no one that starts out at that low of a weight class can linger this late in his career. Unless all he is, is a big power puncher, right? I don't yeah. know how many has retained the speed. I don't know physically how that's possible. It, it's, it's incredible. He
2: is. And that, I mean, even, and I don't rate this win, that highly i don't think that he looked a whole lot different to me than he did against jesse vargas or against jeff horns basically to me the same guy just a different opponent who led who who's was tailor-made for him who he could always get off first on and and was is very easily discouraged so he was never going to come back with with much fight um but damn i mean it's crazy to be that good for that long
0: it is it is in uh do, do you – look, we always – we bring up the pulse of boxing Twitter on the show. We, we're connected to the fans. We are fans. We're degenerates like a lot of boxing fans. So, you know, you did hear the conspiracy cry after this, and I think it's because Matisse was just not throwing back. He was throwing one punch at a time. I thought he had about three or four stiff punches he landed where you saw Manny respected it, maybe took a half step back. But he wasn't swarming because every time he knew that he was going to throw, he was going to get countered. So that was the thing. But there's the conspiracy people that say, look, Golden Boy's a little shady. Certainly Manny Shady in terms of financials. Could they have just given Matisse a big payoff to set Manny up for another big fight, whether it's Lomachenko, and we'll get to that in a second. Do you give any credence to that side of the fence? Because in this spot, I'm going to be honest, I don't. And normally I'm the first guy to jump in with a conspiracy. But having put on the 3D glasses and got my slide roll out and covered the screen with peanut butter and just decoded it, I thought this was actually on the up and up.
2: Well, Brian I you know caveat uh you know full disclosure I did not spend the 1980s fixing fights in South Florida like the respected writer Charles Farrell has uh and you know I didn't call other notable fixed fights like uh Wilder Ortiz oops no never mind uh and other and, and such and such so I'm not an expert in the fixing game but look this looked like a very uh, predictable outcome for this fight. This looked like one of the things we knew could happen, and indeed played out just like that. We this is we've seen Matisse lose in this fashion before, where he he kind of loses spirit because the fight isn't going his way, and it just happened from the from the opening bell in this case. And I, I no, I don't I don't buy it at all.
0: Because what you what you'd want if you're on that side of the street is you'd say, well, why didn't Matisse who Brawls regularly and throws a lot of punches do exactly that, but I think, it, you know, it comes down to right away he realized I can't hit Pacquiao clean, and every time I throw something, or any time I throw more than one punch, I, the speed, the speed and the accuracy is just there, and that's the thing. Pat, Matisse was never refined. That was ultimately always his problem in some of these biggest, but like, what did Danny Garcia did? He outboxed him. He used his head, and that only gets worse with age. So look, I, let's put that to bed. We had to address it. It wasn't it. You roll forward now to what's next, and, it, and you gotta be, you got to be careful here, to be honest. Pacquiao didn't mention anything in the ring, but afterwards, on Sunday, he, he mentioned a lot of names from Lomachenko, Crawford, from Mayweather. He's going all around the board. Storyline-wise, Ray, if you're Bob Arum, certainly you want Lomachenko. You want him to get the rub off of Manny, exactly how Manny did against Oscar De La Hoya. You do it at a 140 catch weight. I would believe Manny can make that without issue. It's not like we're saying going down to 38 or 35, where a 40-year-old, you wouldn't want him to do that. Is there enough money there, though, in your eyes, considering Manny's tax debt, which ESPN on the air said was $20 to the U.S.? Bob Arum says it's not even close to that, and we're working on a settlement. Would you advise Manny to go the Lomachenko direction?
2: Look, first of all, with all the report, I want to see someone reporting on Manny Pacquiao's tax debt to call the IRS and get them to confirm something. They've put out press releases in the past about what Manny owes them. Call them, say, is this still true? Don't use the old, the press release from five years ago or four years ago, or the time in 2009 when Freddie Roach told you that Manny is broke. Like this, all, most of these reports are about, are, are based on evidence that is years old. Now, do we all know that Manny throws money around like like he's drunk all the time, even though he probably hasn't had a sip of that fine liquor since he went full blown born again Christian uh yeah, we know he doesn't do he doesn't uh manage his money wisely by our terms, but he's also living in a country where the standard of living is much different. He's been making dollars um we don't know we really don't know how much money manny has doesn't have uh owe's doesn't owe. All of that stuff. So I I like to pump the brakes on that. I do think fighting in the U.S. is more difficult now. Probably there is. Look, I'm sure if if he comes back, the IRS wants to get some money out of him the way the same way the IRS wants to get money out of anyone. You know, remember when Floyd started talking about making the McGregor fight and the IRS immediately sent out their press release about all of the money he owed them? Why weren't they interested in it before he had that big payday coming? So, like, there's – a lot of stuff going on in this world. Uh, in any case, I, I think that the United States for a, for a Pacquiao fight, because, because of the tax burden, even, even if he had no debt at all, even if it were 20 million, 1 million or somewhere in between, um, even if Manny owed nothing to the IRS, just coming here and having to give away half of your purse, as soon as it comes off the top to, to, to the U S tax man, Is it makes it an obstacle to fight here when he can make cut deals all over the world and basically get a bag of cash? Nobody's going to report what the purse was. Dan Raphael is so well connected here; he's going to get the numbers on your purse. Now, in Malaysia, in Singapore, you know Dan can't quite reach that far. So Manny has some vested interest in keeping his his money opaque. You know, I mean, anybody who makes a lot of money. Doesn't want you to know how much money they have. Um, you don't know how far uh, Dan
0: can reach around. That's um, that's a ridiculous on your part. But uh, th- <laughs> so the key question in my question that you attempted to answer, there's actually a, a hidden question. <laughs> attempted in there. is a key word. The <laughs> hidden question in the question I asked you is: Could Pacquiao Lomachenko do enough pay-per-view buys to justify doing it for Manny financially, and could it have success outside the U.S. if that's
2: what needed for Manny to take the fight? I don't. Off the top of my head, I'd say no, because Lomachenko has never been on pay-per-view. Um, when man, The last times Manny has fought on pay-per-view all did pretty poorly. The Vargas fight did poorly. Now, Lomachenko is a better fighter and a bigger star at this point, I'd say, than Jesse Vargas was when, when Manny fought him two years ago. But, but with
0: the ESPN it, hype engine, though,
2: with the ESPN hype engine. It would be an interesting test of, of ESPN's ability to really build up hype. For a fight that – okay, if this were classic pre-ESPN top rank deal HBO pay-per-view era, uh, you wouldn't – you would look at that fight and say 300, at, would, be six, 300 would be a good number for the – 300,000 would be a good number for that fight. Seven, Maybe yeah. 500 would be a great number. Um, and that doesn't pay off Manny for the, 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 the kind of big eight-figure purses he wants every time he fights. Uh, so – it would be hard. It would be an interesting test. I think, depending on, look, we also don't know whether Manny made the as much money as he could have off this deal in in Malaysia. We it could have been, uh, you know, he could he could have made out like a bandit. He could have had to come out of pocket. We don't know because he promoted it himself. Um so- Adam Schefter does have 7.13 million uh, Twitter followers.
0: He didn't lose apparently that much in the purge that got uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Brett McHenry, ab- among others, Ray Lewis, uh, Schefter on Friday did tweet out, hey, there's a big title fight on Saturday with Manny Pacquiao. Watch it. So when you talk about the ESPN machine behind it, I mean, they got, they told Schefter to tweet that out. So it's something, Rafe, but your point is, could it extend to the level of a million buys? I don't think so. And Manny at this point in his old ass career is only going to take big paydays, Rafe. Like we've said it before, if Crawford was, could give him 28 million to take the fight, he'd do it tomorrow. He's not afraid of anybody, but he's not going to get that. So Lomachenko, in my mind, probably won't happen next unless Bob's got a secret stash of dirty money. Well, I was, gonna, throw I was
2: gonna ask you, Brian, if you were Bob Arum, if you were Todd DeBuff running top rank, would you be willing to take a bath on that fight? You know, just eat the losses, pay Manny what he wants to get that, that rub for, wow. for Vasil Lomachenko. Cause you, you think it's worth it to make a star out of this guy. And and try to elevate him into the guy, one of the fighters, along with Terrence Crawford, who makes you money for the next five or five, 10, 15 years.
0: That's very interesting. It, it obviously comes down to how much you'd have to bathe in that filth. Uh Because, <laughs> look, the rub would be real, even if 700 people, thousand people bought it, which would make the pay-per-view, I guess, a success from our expectations. The rub would be real. You'd see those highlights all over Center of this Lomachenko guy who, if you're a casual fan, well, you heard some things about, oh, he just beat the. The tar off out of Manny. And by the way, I'll tell you how that Lomachenko Manny fight would end right now at 140. It wouldn't be a knockout. But do you remember when Manny against Floyd stopped trying to win? Yeah. Because he didn't want to get countered by right hands. Lomachenko would win a decision with Manny stopped trying to win. That's what would happen, Rafe, and you know this. So it wouldn't be that highlight knockout, but it would be a impressive. Performance. So I don't think we're – regardless of that, I don't think we're going in that direction. So would I do that if I'm Aram? Depends on the level of bath I'd have to take. Look, you you do have to say, though, that's a valuable move, the rub you get off that. It's a very valuable situation. You can't I want to question that.
2: that. I would question that because I hate to say it, and and it's hard for us to get our heads around it because we've been following Manny's career for you – know, long be- since before – he was raised, elevated as this guy who was supposed to be the Floyd Mayweather conqueror, right? And that never obviously happened until they fought and then it really didn't happen. Um, but I, so much of his pay per view, uh, fame, his draw, those, the, the runs of, of over a million buys to fight when he was fighting Marquez and, uh, close to a million buys to fight Bradley. Mostly too. so much of that had to do with the Floyd angle. Yes. And post Floyd after that fight, I don't, I, a lot of his popularity, his buying power, here in or selling power here in the states I think had to do with this idea of watching the guy who Floyd wouldn 't fight or who would uh, was eventually going to be floyd 's greatest opponent and Jimmy um, Kimmel's show all that
0: combined together, right? A lovable
2: you know guy, the hero in boxing as opposed to the villain Floyd, yeah, it made sense. But without that, without that side of the, the equation, I don't know if he is the, I don't think you get an Oscar to Manny style transference of, of fame, because Oscar was a, was a US idol in his own right. Yeah, he won a Latin Grammy in 2000. Don't ever forget that.
1: Race. <laughs>
0: That was pre-fresh nets. And by the way, yes, if I, looking back, if I, if I just had the, the, the bo- the bowls, if you will, if you could have put some water and cooled me down, I could have went up to Joel Sr. and I could have, I could have really told him what boxing fans have been thinking for so many
2: years. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. The call security, man. Call security. MGM security better be nearby. All
0: right. I don't think they do Lomachenko unless, like you said, Bob uh, unloads the back of a Brinks truck that he's got hidden underground under his Vegas house, but con – makes a ton of sense if there's real oil money out there somewhere or Southeast Asian money that's just going to come out of nowhere. Yes, that would make sense. It's a fight Manny could win. It's a very fun, sellable fight. No one's talking about Broner. I wish they would do Manny Broner. I wish both sides could just get together because that'd be a big pay-per-view. But the more realistic ones, Rafe, where the more realistic is this. Look, the Horn rematch, which we mentioned, because you think there's Australian money there. You'd think it'd be the biggest fight in Australia's
2: history. There's no question about it. And, Brian, and... If they do it quick, they could make that by the end of the year. I know Horn is going down this dirty road with Anthony Mundine, oh, uh, the, the magic weight inflator and deflator. But anyway, there was just a couple of weeks ago an awful, really kind of disgraceful uh, brawl in an in international basketball game between the Philippines and Australia. Yeah, you were fired up on Twitter. You were fired up. I was I was really just heartbroken. I mean, the Philippines came off really poorly and in Australia as well. It was a it was a black eye for everyone involved. It's, you know, someone I obviously I've spent a lot of my life uh, as a as just like a cheerleader for Philippine basketball. To see it in such an ugly light broke my heart. But in terms of selling a Manny Horn fight for the end of 2018, you could show those highlights of, you know, Filipino players, Terrence Romeo running up on. Thon Maker of Australia, sucker punching him, backpedaling. The, gu- the, Australian, the, the Australian guys, like, helpless on the ground while the Team Philippines is stomping them. And you can play uh, this uh, this audio over
0: the top.
1: You're Manny Pacquiao. You do not need to be getting knocked out and put to
2: sleep by Joe Horn. Yeah, all right. I love me some Saul Canelo Alvarez exactly. is all I have to well, say, Brian. The Horn fight works, but you know
0: where I'm bridging that to. The fight that really makes the most sense. And now Manny, late Sunday, starting to tell the Asian press Do this. Do it. Bring it. The Floyd-Money-Mayweather rematch, Rafe. And right away, every boxing fan, right away, from the hardcores to the casuals who got fooled into paying 100 bucks, and I told you that fight wasn't going to be good, all that crap. Rafe, it probably is the fight that makes the most sense. And like we always say, even if it did half, Of the 4.6 million pay-per-view buys that it did in 2015, it would still be the, what, the fourth biggest fight in boxing history. They'd still both make a ton of money. People in the Floyd camp have told me personally in the past few months, Floyd still wants to come back for another. He's still got that itch. In his mind, this is a fight he knows he can win. In Manny's mind, it's a fight I didn't come through the way I should have the first fight, whether that shoulder injury is fake or not. And by the way, you can sell that to the public. You can sell the damn injury. While the ex, so the casuals will get caught by the injury. The experts may be able to sell you that Manny just didn't have the the cojones that night to go for it. But now he does, Rafe. Now he definitely nothing to lose, does. nothing. Just go balls out, Manny. It's time. So, Rafe, I want to ask you, percentage wise, what do you think that that could be? If not next, but that that could be May of next year. What are the chances? Uh, you know, I, it'd be a better fight because they're both a little bit washy.
2: So it'd be a better fight. You know, it would. I think it would look. I, when the fight ended Saturday night, this thought crossed my mind and I, I went, I, it it took me about three hours to to do the entire like expectations curve from where at first I was like, oh God, this actually makes sense. Floyd Manny too makes sense all of a sudden. They could do this. (laughs) And being just wanting to, you know, go drown my sorrows in a, in a bottle of, uh, tanduai rum, uh, and, in, and then like minute by minute tick by and I start thinking like, hey, this isn't so bad. You know, Floyd's been, had the huge layoff. Who knows how much he's been training. He's maybe maybe age finally catches up with Floyd. He's a few, like three, four years older than Manny. Oh, or maybe two years. Anyway, he's older. Um, by the way, real man, quick, if
0: they did it next year, it would be a four four year gap for Floyd with just the McGregor fight in between.
2: Right. He's so, so I'm thinking, wow, this, and, and this kind of makes sense. Maybe Manny at this point in his career figures, well, he knows he doesn't have the speed he used to have. He knows he's faded to some degree. Maybe he just goes nuts on him. Maybe he goes for it all the way, sells out like he didn't in the first fight. Man, uh, and I talked myself into it. So I, I think it is the best option for, for, for Manny. It's the fight I most want to see for Manny, uh, next. And, and I, and Floyd, shoot, he smells an opportunity. He knows how to smell an opportunity when one's out there. And I bet he's, he's smelling what, what's cooking right now. What if they did an ESPN Showtime joint pay-per-view? What would be, now you'd have the sports center behind it again. How many pay-per-view buys would it do? Be really honest. Manny doesn't even need, Manny, Manny, well, I bet, I bet Bob would have something to say about it, but Manny claims that he has nothing. He doesn't owe anything to Top Rank right now. He says he's a free agent. MP Promotion, so it could be all Showtime. They may, they may. I mean, that would. Pro, I hope. Look, I don't want to wish some kind of weird legal thing that holds the whole thing up if it actually gets going. Uh And there should be enough money in it to make everyone happy. I don't care how they do it, but uh, yeah. What look, do you think? they? Could, I
0: need a number. What does it sell? What does it move?
2: Oh. They'll get it up to three. Three? Yes. What would, what did McGregor do? Three one, three two? McGregor did four four, dude. What the heck? All right. Well, shoot. I still think they could get up. Look, that's the thing. If they got McGregor up to that, I mean, let's press pause for a second. They got an MMA fighter up to four four. Do you realize what the kind of junk the world is just selling us at all point, at all time? When you fire up the hype machine, you could sell anything. I 3 million, yeah. 3 million buys. Wow. Well, That's my over-under. 3
0: million buys. Wow. Just the fact that you said that means we are going to see this fight. Like, why wouldn't we see this fight? And, you know, you and I who both went on record and predicted Pacquiao would win basically in a split decision the first time around. And we had a decent theory, I thought, behind us. And we were both wrong. And, you know, both of our initial gut feelings, right, that Floyd was going to pull it out, came through in a, in a boring, somewhat boring manner. But... Could we both talk ourselves into Manny for the rematch? Do you think that's possible? Because I don't think oh, I can. Not, I'm I don't doing think I it. Actually I'm can. talking
2: myself into it right now. No, not I to see I, the fight. That Manny would win the fight. I'm talking myself into that as well. Wow. There's no point. no fun in in always being right. You know, Floyd would unless find you're a way unless to you go putting money school. on. Unless it's, unless it's your profession. It's not fun to always be right and pick. Like, yeah. Bet on Floyd because he doesn't ever let you down. Because I don't think Floyd trained for the
0: McGregor fight and really took it that seriously, but I think we'd get old raw dog Floyd for this fight. You're
1: the real one. This is what I asked This, this is, this is, this you're this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get this. And that's what I want. The real deal. The raw dog. Okay. This is the real one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you can get the raw dog in for this one. You know,
2: I like the guy. I don't think it was necessarily a response, but like the the production hand in the background. Okay, cut. Yeah, okay, cut, cut. That's right it. The, oh no, no, not that. Oh no, 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 Jim Gray. No, 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 right, no, no. Let's no, keep no. it clean here. No, no, that's, no. Let's. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Um, so to close, this is Danny's here, night.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I just completely tucked myself in. I want to see Floyd Manny, too, because it's got that extra sloppy element to it that you know. I love, Rafe. I love sloppy crap. You know that. All I want to do is, in old guys, bang. They do, Rafe. They have to. So, yes, I thought I was done with Floyd and Manny. I wrote those columns that said, get them out of our era. There's so many welterweights we want to see. No, we want old recycled crap. We want to go to the the antique
2: store and relive our youth, Rafe. Let's do it again. Now now we can accept it for what it would just be at this case. would just be like a weird guilty pleasure. Uh, One more weird fight where a couple of legends cash in. Uh, There's not any real stakes. And Floyd is inactive. He's not the top pound-for-pound fighter in the world. This is not number one versus number two like it officially was in 2015. This would just be a a crazy – like a a very high-level old man fight with some legacy on the line that people want to see. Like this is – I, i'm into it i don't think and 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 the real the real welterweights can have the can have their own fights for real competitive stakes and the right to call themselves the best fighters in the world i don't want to see floyd or manny in that i'd rather see them just go do weird you know have a have a semi-circuit wouldn't you can't call it a circus fight it's not a circus fight no. but it's 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 going down the equivalent? road it's, it's a carnival fight i it's mean a, i mean hold on i may have- of course. Uh, is
0: there an equivalent in boxing? I mean, okay, uh, certainly we've seen old legends fight each other. They've come back from retirement before, but, like, these guys are still somewhat Hopkins close. Jones yeah, I guess that's a great call. Is this Hopkins Jones 2, or is it more like Leonard Duran 3 when Roberto was completely washed and Leonard still
2: had a little juice left?
0: I don't know. I don't know if there's a perfect equivalent. It's, it's it a won't weird... be
2: any perfect because it still would be like – the the biggest fight in the sport. If they did it, it would be bigger than anything Canelo could do. Uh, say Canelo, say Canelo, say say there's say Triple G and Canelo have a great fight, um like fight of the year, fight of like truly great fight. Doesn't even matter who wins. They do a rematch next year. It still doesn't really come close to a Floyd and Manny old guy fight. Yeah, dude, from the lift to the cup, man.
1: Floyd is a long way from the. Lip- I'm sure you don't understand what that means. I still don't either.
0: I still don't either. I'm going to be really honest with you. All right. Uh, the last thing I want to say on this Pacquiao situation is we got a lot of Kriegel on the timeline on Saturday night. It was That broadcast was a, was a little rough. I'm just going to say that. But what we didn't get from Kriegel coming in, which I kind of wanted because this is the Kriegel touch. This is the two and two, McSurley's my father and me. We didn't get the Kriegel feature on Manny's father, and it made me think for a second. Right? You think Manny's going to let him
2: do that? You're it the Manny
0: historian here. You're the father-son historian here. What is actually this? I know Mama D with the hexing the opponents in the locker room. I don't know anything about Manny's father except for the fact that he ate Manny's dog. What do I need to know? Give me some background here.
2: I mean – you know, Manny Senior, uh, what, uh it's also, yeah, Emmanuel Dapidran Pac- Pacquiao. He's, he wasn't really a big part of Manny's life growing up from, from what everyone says and showed up late. He was embraced. is not, is not as close as Mommy D is to the family. What do you think he uh, makes
0: per year in the, uh, in, on, you know, as a, as a handout guy for Pac? What do you think he makes per year?
2: I think he's living comfortably. I think you know, Pacquiao has houses, islands, uh businesses. Yeah. He can Mr. he can Pack take care is, of that his hand. dad as much as he needs to. Uh, Boo Boy is a is a, is in local government in a province in southeastern Luzon, about ten hours from Manila. So I want to check everyone, out if there's poverty
0: in that province
2: because Boo Boy's eating everyone's food right now, right? <laughs> Wait, I, this is a funny hypothetical. I'm sorry to draw this out. So, Boo Boy is not um, among the, the Boxing Writers Association of America guys. You know, how many times have they given Freddie Roach the Trainer of the Year award? you rightly so. Um, you know, we, we here in the States, we love us some Freddie Roach almost as much as we love us some Saul Canelo Alvarez. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, and so there's a little bit of, of disdain or, or just, uh, you know, we're not. We're the, I, I got the sense that the American media wasn't so high on Boo Boy sort of sliding into the DMS and and taking that slot. Um, now I don't know if it, if that was obviously Manny's decision and and that's their business. But what if Manny fought again? And won some uh, Manny beats Lomachenko in December. Oh stop. Stop that. Does stop, Boo Boy will they consider Boo Boy I it's totally impossible. Would they even consider Boo Boy for trainer of the year? You'd have to, right? Stop Could that. Boo just, Boy just... be trainer of the year if Manny got some insane impossible win? Late, later at the end of 2018. Stop that crap! Stop it! Just, stop it! I mean, just stop. Just, stop. just stop. I, stop. I see. You're covering for your BWAA guys. Stop that crap. Uh,
0: <laughs> and also, to close on, uh, I had another Manny-related question that was Philippine-related. Uh, I like I do of have an answer to you. So, so, Papa D is kind of a dirtbag that's now trying to get a hand out and, uh, I mean, did, oh, Kevin Ioli on the Mannix Pod said that Manny still sleeps in hotel rooms with upwards of 35 people, including under beds and in closets. That just caught my
2: ear weird. Is that still true? I believe I well, when look, Kevin would not have seen Manny in the United States since 2016, right? He he's not fought here since then. He hasn't fought in Vegas since he fought Var, uh, Jesse Vargas. So. That uh, Intel is probably two years old, but yeah, that's how he rolls. He always has, I mean, I've been up in 35 the suite.
0: people in a hotel room though. I mean, that's, these you are might not, act- this
2: is not a hotel. This is not the room that me and you split during Canelo that's fight true. week, Brian. This is a, I mean. This Where's your hand between sweet. two this pillows? Is, Those aren't pillows. Bigger yeah. than both of our houses put together.
0: All right. Because uh, if you got 35 people on a regular days in, then accidentally.
1: Do you slipper the hot beef injection?
0: I mean, accidentally.
1: Another
0: hot beef injection. So I just wanted to kind of clear up some some issues there. That's a little. All right. Maybe it's a palatial state. Whatever. All right. We're two hours into the show. we got to get out of here. Saturday night, Rafe. Your guy Ruguru on the ESPN pre-card, not undercard, because Manny gave us a really crappy undercard with your guy Ben Liu not pulling a Lomachenko and losing, and I'm not talking about any of those fights because they were awful. Regis Progre, though, on ESPN, in his hometown of New Orleans, wins an interim 140 title by stopping Juan Jose Velasco. Rafe, I am team Progre. Loved those showbox knockouts. Love this man's style. He gets hit, but he gets close. And he brawls, brother, and he's got Manny-sized calves that Kriegel was popping for. And he brawls, brother.
2: Tell me about this performance. I'm I'm into Progray. I I like him. I don't know how good he is at the top level. We I don't know if Velasco showed us really if it was able to to reveal much of the his uh, of Progray's ceiling. But it was nice to see him go rounds against a fairly durable opponent. Figure out a way to break him down. Those body shots. I mean, poor. Poor Velasco was trying so hard to let – to get Lawrence Cole to call that fight of referee Lawrence Cole. Why is
0: Lawrence Cole the Texas assassin in New Orleans? What's going on here?
2: Neighboring state. I mean, uh, how – when was the last big fight card in New Orleans? It might have been – you know, it might have been Muhammad Ali or something. Yeah. so the, I think they probably figured, oh, they have more expertise next door in Texas. Let's bring in these these oh experts. Um, <laughs> I mean, right when
0: you see that, right when they announced him, you're like, Texas forever. I mean, come on. And then, of course, he does Lawrence Cole things. Him and trainer Herman Casito. Did, were, was there intention to kill Velasco?
2: Well, luckily, I mean, these were these were body shot knockdowns. So, you know, the the, the sort of. Worry you'd have about head injury were not, was not the same, but yeah, it was brutal to see the guy, you know, he's down, he's basically waiting, you know, he started falling, he, he's one, one, I think he dropped his, 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 he spit out his mouthpiece at some time. And he walked and, away and, from
0: the ref. He turned his right. back and walked away.
2: <laughs> and, and, and Lawrence Cole is like, you're not leaving this ring until you know, until something margarito like happens to you. Uh it's rough. In the round
0: before he told his corner that he's done in in uh casinos, like, no, 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 you're not done. Hey, 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 no, no, no. Rape, somebody's gotta stand up to the commission. Somebody's gotta be bold enough to like a Teddy Atlas level to call out call to the commission. I think I have the guy though.
1: Now,
2: now he's basically saying that the referee stopped the fight because they, you know, they have gambling problems. <laughs> and,
1: and he told
2: the commission that uh, the referee was a gambler. That <laughs> he did
0: it wrong in putting him out. Like, as a bon is the guy we need to go to the commissions and say, get Lawrence Cole the heck out of By the way, Lomachenko only has a loss because because Cole tried to be Russell Moore that night and let Salito punch him south of the border a hundred times.
2: Also, alright, Brian, let's, 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 let's wind it back. We didn't quite give Regis Progray his, his dessert. It's not about here.
0: him. It's about Lawrence Cole. What is going
2: on? <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, what do you, where, where, how good do you think? So it looks like Progray is going to join the field for the World Boxing Super Series Season 2, uh, Junior Welterweight 140 pound tournament. Where do you, you know, you, you, you put him as a favorite for that who, you know, we were, we're in that, in that other fighters in there. Josh Taylor, the Scottish guy, just beat Postol. Uh, Edward Trojanovsky, famous for being one punched by Julius Ndongo. Uh, (laughs) Kirill Relic, the, the, the tough guy. Anthony, can you dig it, yig it, uh, wow. who I just, I just wow. love the, his, his nickname is fantastic. I haven't watched him fight. He's a European champ. Um, but damn, I mean, it like sends you back to the Warriors, you know, can you dig it? Um, see, when I, when I, I hear can you dig it, it,
0: I think of Shaq dancing with Mark Madsen on the podium after the Lakers won the championship. But That's, that's what, that's he's, what he's, he's
2: referring yeah. to the Warriors. All right. all it's, right. you know, it's, it all comes back to the same, it's all the same tree of life. Um, and I think there's still, uh ryan is that ryan blue chip martin in there oh get him out um uh i think there's still room for one more if i at least as of last week's reporting when it was just seven maybe they could get Postol in there i think he fought well enough oh, yeah. against taylor to to be very dangerous in that uh well, yeah where question, do you where do you put progre among that kind of among those guys well this is a weird division like we said last week it's not that there's no talent but there's
0: there's not a single sexy name in this group. There's no, I mean outside of the Rising Josh Taylor, right? There's not a single household name in this group. So that can be tough to tell exactly where everyone's at because it's just simply because of exposure. I mean, yeah, I know you've probably illegally streamed a few Troyanovsky fights, but are you really up on this? It's hard to really handicap this field. I mean, I will say Dan Rayfield has Progray in his number one spot for 140. Progray is still – there's some raw, refined, uh, unrefined elements in there, but it's also part of what makes him good. He's a little bit reckless. He's a go-get-it type of guy. Not a complete Ruslan Provodnikov head into oncoming traffic. There's more wrinkles there. I mean, he goes to the body. He throws punches and bunches. But he comes in on an angle, gets really close to you, and then tests your manhood. So you yeah. love that in him. There's got to be a long-term plan. Like WBSS, good step forward to him. Maybe he can build a name there. Maybe he is. Maybe he can just walk down and beat these guys down. Eventually, my point is his lack of actual pure boxing technical skill will catch up with him when someone's either quick enough or tough enough to take his offense and come back and outpoint him. I think if he moved up to welterweight, for example, and fought any of these elites, he'd lose. But in a kind of nameless, soulless division at the moment, I don't see how he can't be considered a favorite to win this tournament. And it actually will be really intriguing to see how good he really is because something you pointed out last week, we're all high on him. There's no question. He punched Julius right in the indong, you know, and he got him out of there. But, and,
2: and, but and he hasn't not really beaten no, Flying and, and, at, at one of those knockouts. He literally, like, went across the ring. It was nuts. But he hasn't. <laughs> really be we don't know anything about him,
0: right, I mean he's, really like you don't... said he's he's done showbox things on ESPN, so I want to find out about him. This is a great way to find out about him on I've seen
2: ann Wolf just go rip him open and test his soul, uh, yeah, soul <laughs> and wolf come back, please um and um well, one thing i and I recommend this for our listeners if you ha last week Chris Mannix had. Pro Gray on his podcast for a really good interview, um, talking about, you know, so the, his, his family's experience having to leave New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, so he really spent uh, some of his boxing formative years and is still based even, even though he goes back and forth a lot in Houston where he is tight with a couple of fighters based down there in H town. The Charlo twins grew wow. up sparring with them. They, those guys still, are the best. Still spars with them. He does. What?
0: You know, you know, I'm the best. Uh, those guys are the best. I mean, that's going to make you tough. That's going to harden gonna say, you up.
2: Does that, I mean, being in there with that lions only mentality, does that. that raise him in your esteem a little bit? Are you like, well, are you starting
0: he's, to get?
2: Yeah. Cause if he's
0: not a lion, I'm a dog. Him, mean, you know that, but that mask now, it makes a lot of sense. I know he's wearing the Rougarou Cajun werewolf mask, whatever, but it is sort of in line with what Charlos are stealing from your guy. Uh, uh, what's the uh, Sharif? Sharif Bogare. Uh, yeah, this, this explains a lot. I don't, it, so does that mean though that he's in camp with Ronnie Shields and Jermall or is he in camp with Derek James and Errol Spence with Jermell? or does it not matter?
2: You know, I don't know. Obviously Ronnie Shields is not his trainer. I forget the name of, of, uh, Progre's trainer, but it's not one of our, these guys we see uh, or know very well on the national scene. Um, and I don't I don't know if he still trains primarily in Houston or he, he spent some time I know in Los Angeles training out of uh, Peter Berg's Wildcard West gym oh, for wow. this fight. So you know what he's, I think about he's... Peter Berg's
0: Wildcard West? No panache, no flair, no show. Waste of money.
2: Go ahead. Interims, all interims. Did you see,
0: you heard you sent me that sound? Can I play that now? Let's uh, do it, man. Who's, sick? who's who is he talking to? Your guy Vodzic. He's talking
2: to yeah. He's talking to light heavyweight interim champion uh, uh, Sasha Alexander Vodzic, uh, and uh, you know he he lets him know what what good an interim title he is.
1: How do you say temporary? Interim. How do you say temporary? Interim.
2: Interim. Yes. Yeah. Interim. Пока. <laughs> he one word. Interim world champion it's bullshit game yeah, yeah, it's, it's world champion
1: that's, that's right
2: bakar oh, i am feel i am very feel this guy usik man he is hard not to he, he is he is a character for the ages uh I the video him. i everybody go watch that video of Usyk, cause the, that first interim is almost funnier than the, the punchline, the BS punchline at the end, where he, he wa- he just walks up to Vozdik and points at him and he's like, interim. is like just disgusted look on his face and he walks away, messing with his boy. Oh man, these guys are great. Um, hey,
0: uh. Hey, let's move on. Teofimo Lopez time. All right. Can I do that? Can I make that transition? Take over. Because- take, take over. Take over is real. We were, We were a step ahead of the game having him on here, Rafe. And he won me over. He won you over. Well, his performance against William Silva, the Brazilian whose only loss had been a 10-round decision against Felix Verdejo coming in. Dude, Teofimo Lopez in just his 10th pro fight did not make it look like they were both professionals. This was complete and utter domination, Rafe. A couple different knockdowns. A jumping, not really a George St. Pierre Superman punch like you see in UFC, but a jumping punch. We saw it all. This guy is a real star. I'm not saying like some people that he's like a future pound for pound number 1. Let's not go that far. That's but, what he's saying. That's what but this is a a guy to watch. He's at the very least very fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, we talk about we, we talk about we don't really know about programming. I mean, this is we truly know nothing about uh Teofimo Lopez's real ceiling, but heck I mean it, it, he's certainly looks impressive he's getting guys out of there in exciting ways that aren't and and he doesn't just look like a like he's coming in to to bang although we like to bang uh but <laughs> you, know, you know you know what we do on this feels show feels good to right? bang it's yeah all right, right. He's not just coming into bang. bang. Uh, he knows how to box. He has that Olympic pedigree. But he also, you know, he's got that finisher, and he was going after Silva. Like, he, he he wanted it bad. You know, that jumping punch was probably not something he should do at, at higher levels of competition. But it was funny to see him break it out there because he just, he was, he was go. he wanted it so bad. He wanted to get that knockout. Uh, you know, it's was fun. Was the
0: celebration too much? Was it teetering on too much when he pretended that he hit a home run? Then he ran around all four corners of the ring. Then
2: he did a weird dance and a backflip. Is that too much for you? I don't care. I mean, guys celebrate how they want. I mean, it's not any worse than, you know, strap me up or whatever whatever people want to say. IF on... he up. Uh, what? IF he up. IF he up. Well, that, that wasn't a celebration. That was a complaint. Um, but yeah, I don't care. I don't really get it. I don't play Fortnite. I'm not a gamer. It's not my world, but yeah. shoot. I, I, I don't, who cares? The, long, the only thing that's bad with that, that MMA fight from earlier in the year where the guy did a backflip and landed on his like slain opponent. Yes. Don't do that. Don't do Just that. don't do that. All right, let's uh, talk
0: about this guy's potential. So first of all, he's got a trainer, his dad Junior Lopez, who is Teo Fimo senior, and uh he's very Angel Garcia like. We're gonna we're gonna learn a lot more about him. And our boy Marcos Vegas on Fight Hub does have an interesting video of where Teo and his dad cross paths with Angel and Danny and they're like shake hands and hug and uh Angels got this moment, I don't have the audio now, but he's basically like, hey Junior, don't worry about the criticism. Even Jesus got stabbed and he forgave everybody. So it's like, it was a very, you know, he could, you know, it's, it's it was interesting there. Uh, long-term potential there, 135, with, with cat, with category, 135. We know we're gonna see him at Welterweight, as he said, or even as high as Junior Middle. When you look at top ranks, long-term plans, he's already calling out Felix Verdejo. which by the way, if they did a sexy crossroads, which way are you going prospect? Great Lopez, matchmaking. It's great matchmaking. Outside of that long-term big picture, knowing the names in the top-ranked stable, like could we legit long-term see this guy against Loma and Bud? What do you think?
2: Long-term, that's really long-term. It's it's hard to uh, Lopez would have to have a really fast climb through the sport. But he and wants the, to.
0: You heard him. He said he's going to do. He did a by the end of the year, guy, right? He wants, he wants a, title. a belt. If you're do if you're fighting for titles, then you you gotta you, you're 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 pressing fast forward like Loma did.
2: That's true. Um. Bud is already, I, look, Crawford is going to be headed toward a fight with Errol Spence, we hope. And, and it seems like eventually that is the, the path these guys are on. Uh, I don't see any way Lopez crashes that party unless, unless it's taken for, unless we are subjected to like a five year maypac style delay for, for Crawford Spence and, and, and top rank just needs guys and they, and they end up throwing Lopez in there, uh, uh you know, too early. Um, I don't know. I, I certainly, look, I I think he's looks like he has world championship potential and that's what they want, you know. Could he a, a, at 135, 140 welterweight, man, he'd have to be a special fighter, but he's young, we'll see. All right.
0: All right, we got to move on to some latest headlines, Rafe, before we preview the cruisers and get into the weekend. Uh, you know, every week we check boxing scene for hooker headlines and Maurice Hooker arrested for uh, DWI and a pair of misdemeanors. Rafe, I don't have a ton of details on where and when that this happened, but a, uh, a North a...
2: Texas near Dallas, you know, around his hometown.
0: Tough development there for the uh, unbeaten. He has three draws, by the way. You know, he's twenty four and zero with three draws. That's that's a little interesting.
2: That kind of look. I haven't followed his career closely, and really didn't pay attention until the the, the wonderful spate of of hooker headlines. Oh, he had a on, on gun. Boxing.
0: He had a handgun. Unlawful possession of a handgun and a DWI. That was the. But
2: other that case. okay. So it, it was a Texas law where at least it was uh it, it was his it was it was his gun. He was licensed. It's just you're not allowed to be driving with a gun drunk. No, which it's is a your good law. Ball. Good it's job, Texas bowl. forever.
0: You put the uh, hand inside. It's your bull, right?
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> uh hooker three draws kind of makes him interesting to me maybe he's obviously a guy who rose up didn't didn't come up as a fancy prospect the easy way so probably i wouldn't be surprised if we went back and watched some of those draws maybe he looks like the winner in those fights and he just wasn't supposed to win and and they let up they let guys out with a draw um but i'm I'm making that up i don't know um look a dwy is not the end of the world no one should do it uh I know many of us have shoot it's, it's it's easy to talk yourself into don't do it. Maurice Hooker, don't do it. Uh but I don't think it's going to keep him out of this tournament if he wants in or taking another whether he's going to fight Jose Ramirez at 140, uh if he wants unification, whatever. He's he, I don't think it's a career threatening uh issue.
0: Yeah, we've seen boxers do much worse things. Let's be really honest, right?
2: Hey, did you see Raging
0: yes. Bane reported on Twitter that Broner got into some trouble in Houston? I didn't see any TMZ headlines, but maybe oh, that's man. what Broner does. Cause, you know, they put everybody Broner, in the
2: room, the same room, and they made, yeah. yeah. Everything that's wrong with Vox. Man, right, what, are, right. you, we, this is a couple of weeks old, Brian, but, um, Shakur Stevenson, be careful. You know, be careful, man. Yeah, what did my he man.
0: do? Did he, did he, uh, touch anything? He, I know he's not touching M's yet, but did he touch anything he's
2: not supposed he to He got into a fight in, in Miami in a parking lot, uh, and, uh, was arrested. I don't know if he's actually going to be charged, but obviously uh, the, the, the week previous to that, he was a lot of Instagram stories action, Did he win throwing, the fight? throwing dollars around in the, in the strip club with Adrian Broner. Like, look, I like, I, I, I I'm rooting for Adrian Broner to, for the best possible outcome, but clearly he hasn't managed his career in the best possible way and yada 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 um and you don't want to see a young fighter like stevenson who's who's got a lot of all this potential even if i haven't loved him so far um still you know you want to see him get the best opportunity he can get so be careful uh listen you know you're managed by andre ward listen to him a little bit more uh and watch out for some of the other dudes
0: all right also in the news on last week's pod, we had Mikey Garcia, but we taped the interview after we taped the full show. We didn't get to react to it. Mikey Garcia, by the way, he returns, of course, July 28th against Robert Easter Jr. And you know, at this point, we can't wait, Rafe, for the 28th. And I can't
1: wait to the 28th. I'm going to make you my girlfriend.
0: Oh, that's, that's a whole other thing altogether. Uh, but he said after he beats Robert Easter Jr. to unify lightweight titles, he's not joking he really wants errol spence junior and then when i asked him as you heard what a, what about loma what does why would you pick and he said loma's an easier fight but he said i'll take loma at 135 after i take the welterweight title from errol spence junior i love the dare to be great you know i that's my thing i that's but sounds a little crazy
2: yeah it's absolutely nuts dude um i don't know absolutely nuts might be strong uh but we had i and I forget, we forget who it was. We, or last week we had a great DM slide about this fight, uh, from one of, from one of our listeners. And we were sort of saying the same thing. Like, how does Mikey go up in weight to 147? One of the, uh, sure, his timing, his craft are all what makes him a great fighter. Another thing that is really important is the power he has at those lower weights at 135 when he was down at 130, when of course 126. He, probably punched like a welterweight or a junior welterweight as a, as a lightweight or, or, or as a, I'm sorry, a super welterweight or a welterweight. so like, you know, he, he, really heavy hands and his great jab and his great timing basically keeps guys out of the fight, right? You see guys now don't even get off because, and if they do, they're going, they're falling down Salito style four times in a round almost, you know, it's like pogo stick. If they, if they get up um, at higher weights, I don't see that happening against a very big, very super big. strong, Errol Spence, who basically walked through six rounds of a very game competitive Errol Spence. I mean, I, obviously coming off the loss to Triple G, which had to be taxing. But still, Errol Spence was not bad in the, in, uh, in the first half of that fight. Kel Brook. Kell Brook, dude. Kel <clears throat> oh, blah, 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 blah. <inaudible> yeah, Kel Brook. Excuse me. Kelbrook Brook was not bad in the beginning of that fight against Errol Spence. Spence basically walked through what Brook had for him, broke him down, and then broke the other socket. That that's a scary proposition for someone. Do you know
0: how hard you have to punch to break an eye socket? I don't know if you ever, ever uh,
2: thought about that. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> Very hard. Right? Um, yo, so so that's really dangerous. And dare to be great is is cool. And people always say, oh well, you got nothing to lose when you're biting off such a big chunk of the apple, right? It's such an outrageous dare, something that that you no one really is going to expect you to win. Uh, so you can always go back down and defend your other belts, or you, people aren't gonna—you're not gonna suffer reputation-wise. But you can I guess. get
0: damaged, though. You can get—you can get suffered, obviously yeah. health-wise. But I think even your invincibility can get suffered. So look, like when Amir Khan—look at Kell
2: Brook. Kell Brook did exactly that. You know, right? Kell Brook and... seems
0: damaged. Amir Khan moved up against Canelo only for the money. We find out after because Floyd kept leaving him at the altar, and this isn't a money situation, which is weird. Mikey's interesting. He's staying a free agent. He's not all about the money. If he was all about the money, he would have taken millions from the zone or, or Rock Nation or whatever already. He's really about daring to be great. So you respect that out of him because there was a while where we thought Mikey wasn't, didn't have the fighter's heart, right? We thought he might just walk away and become a police officer. But this is weird because he wouldn't, you know, there's not a lot of money in a Spence fight as well. So that's part of it. But he really wants this to prove that he's the best fighter in the sport. But like I talked to him about, when he fought Lippinett at 140, it seemed to show you that there's a ceiling for the weight bulge, and I don't even know if he's going to beat Loma. I would probably—that's probably the only guy I'd favor to beat Loma, a or, lightweight, or potentially favor once I really went in the laboratory and did did the whole thing. Because I'm a big Mikey guy, and I love what he would bring to the table against Loma. That seems to be the more of the career-defining fight. The Spence thing is—it's ultra dare to be great. It's ultra. It's yeah. it's yeah. I don't know.
2: I don't know. It's biting off a whole lot, and it's not. And and sure, reputation wise, he may not suffer, but there's a whole lot of other stuff you could lose taking a fight that dangerous against a fighter that good and giving up that much size. Um. And shout out and to Homer
0: wh- at Homer for the DM slide, by the way. DM season is open. You want to be on this show? Drop some knowledge here. Hey, drop some audio in there. We'll play it. You want to draw all over the place? We'll put you on the air. This show's already a big, fat, sloppy mess anyway.
2: Oh, ahead. we like it sloppy here, Brian. The thing with, uh, well we, Mikey had another interview I read in some boxing scene story that probably didn't originate at boxing scene, but whatever. Uh, Mikey was basically saying, yeah, it's easier to make the Spence fight for me, for him, than The Lomachenko fight. And that sort of hints at what's, what, some of what else is going on here is that he's probably still, there's still some, some bad blood between him and top rank over there as fairly acrimonious split. And and he may not want to work with, with them again at the moment.
0: Or they just undercut him on a purse. That, that probably, I mean, I'm sure they'd be interested. Well, I don't know because like I just said, Mikey's the guy at 135 that could be the kryptonite for Loma. So if you're Bob, maybe you don't want to do that fight or maybe if you do, you're like, screw Mikey, he left me. I'm going to give him a very small purse here. Also,
2: Loma's not fighting a a dangerous opponent until next year. He's coming off the soldier, sur- shoulder surgery. Uh, he has not, as far as I know, been swimming in the ocean or praying like Manny Pacquiao did after a similar so- so- shoulder surgery with the same, uh, orthopedic surgeon here in LA, Neil Atrache. Um, so I don't know, I don't know if he'll have that same kind of miraculous, uh, you know, uh, faith-based recovery process that Manny had, uh, but no, to be serious, he's not gonna take, he will, he says he will fight by the end of the year. He even said he wants to come back in August when he was originally scheduled to, in which case, you know, he will be fighting some Thai fellow with a long name, uh, who he can fight with one hand like he I already will fight.
0: beat, um, uh, with a, a Thailand guy. Guy. Yeah, Thailand
2: guy. a Thailand guy. It was a Thailand guy yeah, with one hand. But in
0: closing, just be careful, Mikey, because there's there's a hard truth you may find out.
1: Yeah. Hey, that black guy, he hit hard. Hard.
0: So there's that. Rafe, in other news, uh, Charles Oakley tweets out a picture of himself, Floyd Mayweather, and LeBron James. And who was the fourth guy in that?
2: Oh, that's Maverick Carter. Maverick that's Carter. LeBron's, you know. Le- LeBron's uh, childhood, you know, high school friend and now business partner. What you know, the so heck is going on
0: in this stew, this soup? What's going? What's stirring up in here? What? Are, what kind of conversations? I'm interested in the whole conversation, but specifically LeBron and Floyd. What does that look like? Yeah, what's it look like? What's it sound like, Rave?
2: Look, LeBron is in Las Vegas, or over the weekend was in, I don't know if he's currently in Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. He caught one of the Lakers games. Very smart of him to sneak in there after the like opening week media hype when everybody's out there. Now he comes in kind of low key and it's not, you know, it's not the, the, the cluster that it would have been had he come in a week before. So while in Vegas, you know, you, you, you want to pay tribute to TBE. Right? Not maybe. Some people, yes. Some people, no. Um, but Floyd, look, I, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool that they were hanging out. I, I know that Floyd is not, uh, not a great guy. Um, but, and I'm sure LeBron James knows that too. You know, you know, he's, there's, there are few athletes as careful with, uh, how they, are out there in public as he is. And then he, yeah, he manages that a, masterfully. Some people won't take a picture with the, the drink guys in their respect hand. Floyd's craft. You but see, here's the thing.
0: If you won't take a picture with your drink in your hand, like a lot of celebrities, why would you take a picture with Floyd Mayweather in the picture?
2: Because I think that athletes respect Floyd. They respect the way he's managed his career, made more. He's he, there are not too many athletes who have more money or have made more money than LeBron James. Floyd Mayweather is one of them. Uh, that's so okay. These guys game. respect game. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they know it's a game. They're playing, they, they, are professionals. Um, also just, this is the fighter that the same way Manny Pacquiao has, uh, these problematic things in his life, uh, whether it's his politics or some of his, uh, you know, religious opinions that have offended people, you know, he has not been a great guy and, and it's hard for lifelong fans of him to, to, to deal with that on some levels. But the same guys who grew up watching Floyd, as the greatest fighter or, or Roy Jones as the greatest fighter. It's very hard to, to totally divorce that side of, of, of the admiration you had for that. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I thought it was cool that they were hanging out two of, two of the best ever in their respective sports, I don't give, I wouldn't call either the GOAT in their respective sports, but shoot, right up there, they ain't too far off.
0: Yeah. Um, if LeBron's not the GOAT, he's at least TBE. But I want to ask you, because uh, look, I used to be an M- a NBA diehard. Last few years, I'm not as plugged in and connected as I need to be. Isn't LeBron and Isaiah Thomas, they don't mesh well? I don't know personally, but obviously on the court, they don't mesh well because Isaiah was traded to Cleveland and then they got him out of there pretty quick and then LeBron just went to the Lakers and they just got, Isaiah out of the Lakers pretty quick and brought in washed Rondo of all people. So isn't Floyd and Isaiah boys, or is there any kind of,
2: they are close on. Look, I don't know. If, I, I doubt I, I, I've never heard any reporting or, or, or anything about LeBron James being a close personal friend of Floyd Mayweather's is probably just a courtesy call and, and maybe some business, you know, Floyd yeah. has money, likes to make money. LeBron has money, likes to make money. Now I, I think that the, uh, you know, LeBron's, Platform, his, his, his uninterrupted media platform is probably looking for a more wholesome image. They may, but maybe, maybe he wants to say, no, you know, I, I want to stand by this guy, and let him do something on, on, on the Aaron And Floyd, shoot, he, uh, he certainly still drives traffic and interest in regardless. We know that. This is our business. We see it all the time. Uh, so look, you, in my sick mind, in my sick mind, and I, it doesn't need to be on the uninterrupted network, but anywhere, I could see Floyd Managing his, his, himself into becoming this new era Kardashian family, depending on how much he wants to get his wow. kids involved, turn them into reality stars, do it like That's they true, could. That's true,
0: cause you got mom, uh, Yayo, uh, what's her name, uh, Money Yayo, who maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Javante Davis slid in those DMs, we don't really know.
2: There's, look, there is reality show potential there. They'd have to, uh, it would not be, it would not be something you want to take home to, to, to the family, but shoot, uh, we've seen it in 24 seven. I mean, he also gave birth to that franchise. Uh, he could, he could turn it into a, uh, an entertainment thing if he wanted.
0: Wow. Uh, you said LeBron was smart, missing that first week of NBA media. I happened to be there during UFC 226 weeks, staying at a hotel filled with summer league action, Alvin Gentry every morning at Starbucks. I did. Did you talk to
2: him? He's supposed to be, I've never met him. But Alvin is supposed to be the funniest, coolest oh, guy. No, One I of the it. everyone in love. Yeah, if you ever bump into him again, he would. He's down with a little bit of that Darren Barker, Eric Morales fan love. He would. He would probably be cool.
0: I stood in line behind Reggie Theus and froze and didn't bring up that TV show. He hang, was on time. hang time. And I also popped. Popped when I saw Pat Garrity. Maybe I, You know that's just me. But the the highlight was late at night, like 3 a.m., seeing Dominique Wilkins with a big gut and a cigar standing outside the hotel just checking out every woman walking by. And then Juwan Howard coming by, and they did like a bro handshake, and they're both commenting to each other on the action that's walking by. Hey, it was a good moment in NBA history there, Rafe. Human right? highlight reel, man. Yeah, I didn't ask you earlier. And we don't have the time to get into it, but just a one – I just need an answer. Yes or no? Yes. Matisse? I know this sounds terrible. I think you should finish. No, that's,
1: that's too harsh yeah. I, should, I, should, I, I think, think he should, should finish. Too Listen.
2: What do you got? Yes, he got the payday. He got the payday he came back for. I don't think he's getting another one like it.
0: All right. In other news, Rafe, we're not going to see Joshua Wilder in 2018. We know that Eddie Hearn did just announce, though, September 22nd in London. And it is official. Anthony Joshua, Alexander Povetkin for Joshua's three heavyweight titles. It'll be at Wembley Stadium. It'll be a pay-per-view in England. No TV yet in the States announced, but Eddie Hearn has the press conference Tuesday in New York City. I'll be there. It's the big DAZN kickoff press conference. He's expected to announce that this fight will be on DAZN, along with announcing his his stable that he signed, which we know it's uh Demetrius Andrade. There's rumors it's Maurice Hooker. Uh uh You you better believe it, better be. And we don't know who else, because Jamal Charlo, by the way, just tweeted... New York City yesterday, nothing else. Mm. So I don't know. We'll find out. But Joshua Povetkin is signed for September 22nd in London. It's not Joshua Wilder. And there's certainly lingering issues with Povetkin's drug use, meldonium and all that. Yet, Joshua, still a vulnerable champion. He's coming in. He's growing into the job fight by fight, Rafe. This is still a little bit of a dangerous fight against Alexander Povetkin at 38.
2: Uh, I think Povetkin is dangerous. I do. I, 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 think he's a dangerous opponent. Uh, I, I, we know he, look, he, he still can sort of explode out of his little short stance with those left hooks. He's dangerous and he knows and he's been in, he's got a ton of experience. He's probably a better classical or a tighter classical boxer than, than Anthony Joshua is. Um, and I don't think I'm favoring, I wouldn't favor him, but man. And the other thing I have, I have the thing I've been thinking about Joshua. And we only have a two fight – I mean there's no such thing as a sample size in boxing because it just aren't enough fights, right? But we've only seen Joshua fight twice since Klitschko. Uh And he hasn't looked like the same kind of go-getter he was before. Fair Did point. that war convince him – kind of take some of the the hunger or just the recklessness out of him? Now, you don't want to be re- – being reckless is bad, but – he also he he needs to use that power. That's that's his best thing. He, he, he just standing there about boxing guys eventually I think he would get caught and and lose to somebody surprisingly. Uh that's so I'm interested. Point. I want to see what kind of Anthony Joshua we see. Is he going to come out and try to just really take out Alexander Povetkin or is he going to be cautious like he was against Takam? And, you know, Parker, I think Parker fought to survive a little bit. So I don't know if I blame Joshua in that performance. And the ref also was a big problem, kind of snuffed out any of the inside work that could have um, led to that being a more exciting fight. But uh, I want to see what we, what, what kind of Joshua Comes out that night.
0: Absolutely, and I think that's an interesting correlation there because you know Camacho was a little more wild back in the day till he fought Rosario and was in a war. Chad Dawson was a little bit more of a go-getter until that first Glenn Johnson, where certain fights change a man, if you will. I hope that's not the case for Joshua because I don't think he has the boxing skill set to be able to outpoint everyone like he did parker even though i thought that fight was a lot closer than the judges did look povetkin doesn't have the same level of size but he's got enough size 2004 olympic gold medalist at super heavyweight he's got the amateur background i think he's probably got a better amateur background even than joshua because joshua more of a puncher more of a big dude right i I, this is it's going to be an interesting fight i think you do have to be paused by povetkin getting knocked down by david price last fight and being 38 and being hey is he going to be clean this fight and if he's clean is he going to be How as good, good he? <laughs> as he was when he won his last seven fights and he was blowing right. some dudes away early in that run, you know, putting Meldonium all over his toast in the morning. So we don't know. It'll be interesting. Hey, it's going to be a big week for Eddie Hearn. I'm looking forward to interviewing Joshua this week, finding out who else he signed. I have one more quick sound for you that I teased a couple weeks ago and never got to play. Coogan Cassius of IFL TV. He's all, you know, he gives us the sound that we play on the show a lot of the times. Richard Schaefer and Eddie Hearn. You know, Eddie does that impersonation of Richard Schaefer. And it got back to Richard, and Richard was unhappy. So Coogan pulled them both together in the same room before a fight last month. I don't know if you heard the sound, but here's Eddie, and they bring in Richard. Bottom. Top
1: to bottom. Great card. Uh, and the big one. Me against the Shafed Dog. Hay against Bellu. I'm like, I, you know. Richard, can I just ask you? We saw some videos with yourself. We saw. we know very a few things to say about Eddie. Over some and inc- Eddie had some things to say it right, absolutely. about Absolutely. But, but that's boxing. Were you, you genuinely offended by the impressions? That's what people want to know. Well, I think, you know, it's a little bit of different humour in the US. That's, that's very that's true. I'm having a bit of a problem um, with that at the moment. No, I, I, I think that you'll yeah, yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, Once yeah. you do more business yes. there, it's just well, like... I'm not going to change. Yeah. So I'm no, just, no, I guess are, I'm just going to be you unpopular. Are, exactly. yeah. That's fine. And the Americans are not going to change anymore. No, no, so, no. you know, no. we just respect each other. But we talk like it's not meant to be. And the problem is as well, when you're behind the camera again. Do your uh, do your Eubank, do your Schaefer, like but you're actually the <laughs> Hold on, in England we do find that humour, and it is just humour. It's, it's not offensive here. It's not offensive, it's here. Not offensive no. here. But we'd like well, Eddie, you want to apologise if you have No, you don't have to no. apologize. No, 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 no. no, that's no. his that's his uh, he's, listen, he's That's his, his style, you know, so it's okay. Because the word coming out of America is everyone in America hates oh, Eddie Holmes. Yeah, but that's the same over here, it doesn't matter. Uh, listen, like, all the promoters, uh, but, like, Lou Bell, everyone hates yeah, because Eddie because owns. what happens is, this kind of, it's like, when I was in America last week, right, this guy was like, no, to again, don't, don't you think it's so offensive that you're calling Shirley Finkle, Shirley Winkle, right? He showed an email from me to the media, which I feel was, a, I thought was a bit of a bitch move, right? So I just said Shirley Winkle one day. But now, let me tell you, don't you tinkle with the finkle. With tinkle with a winkle? No, <laughs> I didn't winkle. say that. I definitely don't ain't tinkling with, with his the winkle. The winkle. <laughs> I'm not tinkling with his <laughs> winkle. But...
0: I just felt like people had to hear this, Rave. I got, I got a couple more seconds here. So hang with me, anyone who's turned the, the show off.
1: So do have you got an Eddie Hearn impression up your sleeve? No, I'm sorry. Most people, the Americans do it quite well. All right, mate. Oh, we've got a big show here tonight. And how they do the London exit. No, I think what is important to keep in mind in the end, it's not about Eddie Hearn or me. Well, I always I always put the fighters first. I think uh, that's ultimately the most important thing. And instead of spending half an hour you filming Eddie and me about stuff like that, you should spend... You should film spend, the fighters. We should spend enough time and we filming, time filming everyone, Richard. Well, yeah. you know, but you're doing a good job on Eddie. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want him to interview me. He just no, always, yeah, I know. And he gets a lot of hits. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. great, great I just think, I just think what I said great the other for days, Great for Eddie. Great for Eddie. it's good? Good for Eddie. It's like the Eddie channel. The Eddie Hearn show. It's that's like the, the Eddie Hearn show. We should have, that's for we, we should have I, a I think that's what he does. That would probably do massive damage. That's races. what he does. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that later? Eddie Hearn show. was trying to plan that at
0: moment. Eddie goes on to say that we well, should do a reality show. With all these personalities. He says, we got Al Heyman, we've got Richard Schaefer, the weird Swiss businessman, we got this mysterious guy Heyman, we got me, the bloviated English guy, we got Lou DiBello, the Brooklynite. Would you watch a reality show?
2: Hell yes. We all, everybody who follows boxing knows we got the best characters and our characters are out there. They're not afraid to, to let their freak flags fly. Uh, and yeah, I'd watch a crazy ass boxing reality show with the focusing on the promoters. That would be, I mean, the pro, it would be amazing to watch as a fan because you'd know that all they're doing They'd have to be lying all the time because they can't actually say in the real business. So they're, they're, they're playing these characters for reality show, lying, creating crazy storylines that probably ripple over into real life. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I, I, there's a little bit of it turning into WWE danger, which I'm sure you don't mind. I, I I like to keep a little bit of a wall up between the, the real, Circus coming into town for boxing. Alright, did, um, did you
0: feel like, uh, Schaefer subtly- Schaefedog. dog subtly sent her to hell there by say- by basically saying, like, why are you guys interviewing us? It shouldn't be about- it should be about the fighters. Cause remember, he tried to screw over his friend Oscar for the fighters. So he is- He about was the
2: calling fighters. it the Eddie Channel. I mean, he- that, that wasn't that subtle. It was- it was polite. Uh, but it, he was twisting the knife. He was definitely- he was going. He was going for it more than than Eddie was. Eddie Eddie is still just all fun and games. Uh, Schaefer was coming back for a little bit of revenge. And she didn't, like Schaefer said, don't don't twinkle the the,
0: the tinkle the finkle. And there. don't
2: mess with the Schaefer dog. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Hey, Rafe, weekend preview time. All right, we're gonna start off with Friday before we get into the cruisers. This, of course is the Do You Care edition. Friday night, Cancun, Mexico, ESPN, the Golden Boy Slop Special. Lamont Roach Jr. in the main event against Davis Julio Bassa, 10 rounds junior lightweights. This is actually going to be on ESPN1, by the way. Do you care?
2: Uh No.
0: All right. Friday night showtime. Showbox from Sloan, Iowa. Main event, Jaron Ennis versus Armando Alvarez, 10 rounds welterweights.
2: I don't care, but I like Showbox. It's fun. to. It, it's nice. You click it on, on a fr- late on a Friday night. You get Barry you get Tompkins. To kick yeah. Back. yeah, Barry Tompkins and Steve Farhood. It just feels right. Hey, it's on like, that it's undercard? Like a warm hug. My bro on that undercard? Jean
0: Gillet versus oh. Daniel Martz. Ten rounds heavyweights. Who's Daniel Martz? Is that the guy? That's the guy that Luis Ortiz sent to hell after he failed the test and lost the wild Wilder fight. <laughs> Remember? That big West Virginian dude? That sounds like this could be some banging. That sounds like some war right there.
2: That's the kind of good stuff you get on show, showbox. You get, you, it, 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 always comes through with some weirdness.
0: All right. Friday night as well, Rafe, this is a big Friday. Telemundo, uh-uh. is Kissimmee, Florida, Jonathan Gonzalez versus Julian Yedros, 10 round flyweights. Isn't that, you Jonathan know,
2: Jonathan Montecilla Gonzalez from, from, uh, Sergei Zurich fame? No, not, uh,
0: this is a lightweight, not the 154 with the, uh, with the kiss hat on him. Wasn't this the dude mm. that, um, didn't he have a title and then Kiko Martinez knocked him out? Do you know the guy I'm talking about?
2: Oh, uh, oh no, that John, Jonathan Romero.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is, uh, this is an unbeaten, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. No, I don't care about this. I Thank don't you. Yeah. That's
2: where I was starting right. on this one.
0: But you do care Friday night from Laval, Quebec when Jean Pascal faces Steve Bossier, a former NHL, uh, brawler, right? 10 rounds cruiserweight. You the end of this.
2: He's an, he's an NHL brawler, too. I thought, was he, too? I thought he was also – did some MMA.
0: Am I mixing things up in my head? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Steve ba- – now, I was thinking of the former – no, this is, uh, this is that guy. He was, Ty Domi? He was a oh. he was a semi-pro hockey player in Quebec and a hockey enforcer known as The Boss, Steve Bossy. Never made the NHL, but of course he so also – So he's playing
2: Hab- – John Pascal versus Happy Gilmore. Yes, I care <laughs> about that fight. I absolutely he's care about that and
0: fight. He's 12-2 in, in MMA, by the way. Having won his last two UFC bouts as recently as 2016, Steve Bassi, moving over to boxing where he is one and zero, having nope. knocked out Julio Cuar Cabrera earlier. Hey, get this that year. money,
2: guys. Get that money. Did, is- Brian, did you happen to see the open workout photos from this for no, this fight? I did. They held it in, at some Canadian spring break location. It was very weird and funny. Have these guys sort of, you know, doing regular boxing workout stuff in a ring and then just a bunch of drunk, shirtless, like sunburned people milling around in sunglasses in the background. One of the weirder weigh in scenes, not weigh in, but workout scenes I've I've come across.
0: I got to check that out. Uh, I hope that Jean was screaming, take the test. One of the most underrated moments of like wacky press conference stuff when he got in Hopkins face that time. No one ever talks about that ever. You know, no one cares. All right, no one cares. Hey, Rafe, moving on here. You're right. That was Jonathan Romero. Remember that? He was beating Kigo Martinez, and then Romero just takes a knee out of nowhere and just quits the fight, basically?
2: Uh, didn't he? He's getting beat up pretty bad, I thought, in that fight. He's got the – uh, who was the first person to beat Romero? You know what
0: the co-main of that was? That was the co-main of uh, Wash Giel against uh, our guy Darren Barker Woo! at the Revel Resort. Cla- he Lincoln had City.
2: no business, Brian. No
0: business getting up for that.
2: All right, got to move on. We have no, no time business. for this.
0: From Moscow. The road to Jeddah takes us to Moscow. <laughs> as of now, Rafe, as of Monday of fight week, we have no US TV or apps for this, but Eddie Hearn does have that press conference in New York City this week, so maybe by the time people hear this, maybe we find out Eddie Hearn's putting this on the zone. Maybe. Is the zone active?
2: I don't think it is. I, I, I always heard DAZN was going to be released for U.S. consumers in September. September. All right. Forget that. So
0: I guess Look, no TV. Yeah, unless, Brian, hey, maybe the wealth, know, I, wealth network, AWE, maybe that. Maybe we can get Larry Holmes back in there because he does know geez. this game. Oh, he,
2: he knows this game. Right, Brian, you want my head to explode. Let me think about how this is not going to be on U.S. TV with all of our streaming platforms and different ways to watch fights right now. You're telling me that we cannot get the fight that hardcores want the most. And I, I I'm not, I don't really think in this case, there's too much blame to go around because i in under other circumstances it seems like the kind of fight espn plus had been picking up from overseas you know they've done this with some uk fights i Showtime, bet that's not Facebook? an option here because of the zone and the deal they just signed for season two with wbss and they don't want to mess up that relationship so on, nobody dog. is to blame but damn
0: boxing what the hell shave dog is to blame here kyle sutherland is to blame anyway the fight of course the finals of the World Boxing Super Series, Cruiserweight Classic, whatever you want to call it, Alexander Usyk versus Murat Gassiev to unite all four Cruiserweight titles. Rafe, we don't do this enough. We did it with Crawford and Dongo, and you can argue if that even mattered, but it still should matter in theory when you get all four belts together. It almost never happens outside of Crawford, outside of Hopkins and Jermaine Taylor at middleweight more than a decade ago. It's going to happen at Cruiserweight. This has been a great tournament, a little bit under the radar, but fantastic. You have to believe this final is going to be both guys going for it, both guys daring to be great,
2: both guys emptying the jug. Rafe, I'm, I'm feel, I'm really feel about this. Oh my god, what a fight! I mean, and it, the the tournament build up for it has increased both, has, has elevated both guys so much because that those semifinal fights were fantastic. Still, push comes to shove. I still am gonna call them like my favorite fights this year. I know there have been other great fights, Uh but damn, those fights were amazing at the beginning of the year. Usyk versus Brietis and then Gassiev, Gassiev over Dorticos. Those were just awesome, and they and they and they were tough fights, and they and both guys had to really kind of you know beat good opponents, and and now they fight each other with all of this on the line, and I think. A chance the winner, both of these guys can go on to have really good kind of star level careers or or semi star level. You know, I'm not talking about mega star, or whatever, but like top of the sport kind of careers. But the guy who wins this, he's gonna they're gonna be talking about him crashing the party at heavyweight. They're gonna be talking about, and, and it's just a forget all the the stakes and all the. You know what? This matchup is awesome. I want to I want you to break down
0: the, awesome. the matchup for all because look, there's a lot of. People that want that listen to our show that are boxing fans, they might not even understand the, the, the intricacies of this cruiserweight fight, alright? Alexander Usyk, 14 and 0, 11 KOs, the 31 year old sophomore, sophomore, southpaw from Ukraine, coming off the majority decision over Maris Bratis. He's facing Murat Gassiev, 24 years old from Russia. 26-0 with 19 KOs. He's fresh off the stoppage of Dorticos. Just give me a layman's terms, style versus style. What is this matchup like?
2: So Usyk, who is probably going to be the slight favorite in this fight, is a mover, a beautiful boxer, a kind of guy, footwork, angles, in and out, uh, not a great power puncher. When, when he has knocked guys out, it's been through accumulation, guys getting gassed. He almost... He hurts guys as much with his movement and his stamina, his ab- ability to really get on his toes and make guys work for three rounds with his angles and just responding to where he's going in the ring. He can he tires guys out like that, and then we see him finish them just with an accumulation of shots late. Uh, and and just for a guy that big, uh, 200 pounds probably walks into the ring, 210, 215, broad, six three. Uh just a really amazing athlete fun to watch uh not not a not a knockout artist but a guy who great boxer. just so i Would i you love call watching him a is
0: slick it, it... boxer in the natural sense or does he have a little lomachenko in him where it's weird angles it's it's next level stuff
2: i do think he has a lot of lomachenko i mean obviously they're both uh members of the same ukrainian national team that that's won so many gold medals and, and silver medals and you know various olympics uh and also the the I remember talking to manager Egis Klemas of you know Sergey Kovalev Lomachenko and Usyk fame Agis telling me that the guy who is responsible for that that style the the, the uh, is Papa Lomachenko he was he really helped build that Ukrainian program and and even though he doesn't train them all personally he's, he just changed his son as professionals they they all. They all trained in the same way. They learned a lot of the same things. So is Usyk as, as dynamic, as um, breathtaking as Lomachenko? No. He's a lot bigger. It's almost, it's breathtaking in a different way to see a guy who can move and think and, and change game plans and, and keep it up for 12 rounds the way we've seen him against Brietis and, and other fighters really making good fighters like Glowatsky and, and, a pretty washed Marco Hook, but but Hook is not uh, a cakewalk, making them look bad in, in some of their fights. And Tabisco Manchuno,
0: that's your guy right there.
2: Yeah, he is very feel. And he likes donor kebab, double kebab. He's the man. Well, uh, speaking of double Gassier, kebabs here, oh. I mean,
0: that's some of the greatest sound that we have right now. Here's Usyk. How I many? Double kebab.
1: Maybe two kebab. Uh, yeah, I prefer yeah, a double, 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 kebab, double kebab, kebab, but if it's yeah. not <laughs> possible to get a double one, I'll eat two.
0: Then the video actually shows Usyk going to this place called the Kebab House and ordering double kebab. It's fantastic. Double, it's great. Look,
2: this fight is a, a huge, a big gift, to, a double kebab for people. All right, um, now give
0: us the give us the, right. the gossip. I, I right just spent
2: here. five minutes washing Usyk's balls. I need to. I, uh, I need the is San- an Abel Sanchez fighter, right? It, trained at the summit with Abel Sanchez of Gennady Golovkin fame. Abel will be saying ridiculous things all week long as, as we can expect him to, but Gassiev, yeah, he deserves really just as much ball washing as we just gave Usyk or I just gave Usyk. He, he's human Zangief, man, as a box, as a guy who can also box. I mean, hairy, (laughs) hairy beast of a man with crazy power. I mean, some of his knockouts against lower level guys Yanni Schimmel, uh the one that was ruled a no contest because Jose it came Thomas. a second after the bell he catches guys with these left hooks and they coll- they go down like a sack of potatoes uh the the one the one the knockout that he opened up the 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 tournament with against uh El Diablo uh, Vladarzik yes. uh the former Polish cruiserweight titleist he he that that double that uppercut body shot with the left. He like one of his favorite Garcia's favorite combinations and got lodargic to the body and just oh what a beauty hashtag body. He is a he's active, young, 24 years old. It's amazing. And he looks like he could be a he look he looks like a old, dangerous man. He's only 24, fresh on the rise. Uh and so it's, it's like slick
0: boxer against pressure, big puncher. I mean, it's a classic yes. matchup. I want to ask you this. So where Usyk really impressed me was in that semifinal bout in Riga, by the way. Riga, Latvia. When he beat Maris Brightis by majority decision. And Usyk showed me that backbone. Because he stood in there. He took punishment. Certain rounds he had to trade. Other rounds he was able to control the distance. Certain rounds he had to dig in. How do you compare the power and pressure of Brightis to Gassiev? Can Usyk get in the get in the the deep end a little bit and still survive against agassiev.
2: I don't think I wouldn't advise it. Now, Prietis, we've seen has real power. He's knocked out a lot of good fighters at cruiserweight. He even went up to heavyweight and one-shotted Manuel Char in a sick uppercut knockout. I mean, so Briatis is 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 a puncher and I think that his power did bother Usyk, but Usyk took it and and managed to to win that fight. So I I was impressed on both ends in that one, um, I think Gassiev, I don't know single one-shot power who is, who's is a better puncher, uh, Breedis or, or, or Gassiev, but Gassiev is a, just a much more, he's more aggressive. He, he's coming to put serious hurt on you. Um, and he's also very hard to deter. Uh, we saw he, uh, talk about other big punchers at Cruiserweight, the semifinal against Junior Dorticos, a guy with just a classic, Dang, just monster one, two with the right hand. Uh, and, and Gassiev took it. Just, he didn't get hit clean. He was smart. He, he, he had a, you know, shelled up, you know, but, but still eight just managed to, to absorb all those on the guard and let Dorticos shoot his L a little bit and then came on late and just some and when, and he, and, and he was landing brutal. Combinations on Dorticos. And Dorticos, got oh, that, that guy's chin is insane too, the punishment he was taking against Gassiev. Finally, like the 12th round, or le- maybe the 10th, when, when he first got Dorticos to go down on one of those big left hooks to the, the, like right on the button. And Gassiev was like, finally, like you could see the, 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 the uh, the relief and like the, that, that's kind of reminded me of like when you're playing basketball in a game and you've missed like 15 shots in a row that you should have made. Just can't get anything to go down. Finally something goes in. You're like, God damn, finally you got him. Gassiev, he's a, he's nasty, man. He's, and, and he is, he's not as refined, but I wouldn't stand in there. I wouldn't trade with him because. We've seen how if he could take Dorticos then then and those punches, I I think I I have no questions about his chin and durability in that sense. If I were, I think Usyk should be a little more. I think he should think it out a little bit. I really, I mean that that's got to be
0: his best strategy. I mean, you can't trade with this guy. You know, he took the punches he had against Gassiev, but he or against uh, Brightest, but you can't trade with Gassiev. So. You're gonna look for him to win this. He's gonna have to show us a classic performance. I, I love the dynamics of this fight. I, I absolutely love it. I love how cavemanish Gassiev is. Yet he's elite. I mean, I think the winner of this is is a true back end top ten pound for pound guy.
2: Deservedly so. After the the fights and the wins that they've had in this tournament, you, you, I think you they deserve it. They got to be in there. All
0: right. Who wins and how? That's the bottom line.
2: Look, I think this is close to a 50-50 fight. A couple things we want to watch. This fight moving to Russia is a little bit controversial and may swing the outcome in certain ways. Not the out, Can't swing the outcome, but may be a factor in the outcome. We've seen in the last week Usyk's manager, Egis Klimas, complaining in the press about some of the arrangements uh on the Russian end where they hadn't, as of middle of last week, they hadn't bought plane tickets or gotten a hotel for... Team Team Usyk. Uh, Now, that's the kind of thing that you're pretty sure they will just pull together at the last minute. But it's also one of those mind games. It's like they're you can. It's it's sort of a message to Team Usyk that we are going to mess with you in every single way. We're going. We're not gonna. We're not gonna cheat. But we're going to use every little advantage we can milk out of hosting this. What happened to just
0: sending messages verbally?
1: Okay, tell your family to write their will out. You're in trouble.
2: What happened to that? I, now it's all about the psyops, you know, it's psychological, like it's, it's, it, that is, uh, psychological. It's, uh, it's warfare. Um, and, uh, and so look, I think Team Usyk better be smart. They, they want to get in the, get in that ring the day before, measure it, measure it again the day of. Make sure the ring is whatever the, tra- co- the contracted amount. Because if you get stuck in a smaller ring, you don't want that with Murat Gassiev. Uh, look under the mat, see if they're putting foam in there, anything that's going to slow down Usyk's movement, look right? At this editorial because,
0: against the the nation of Russia here by Rafe. Look, Bartolome. this
2: is not. This happens all over the world in boxing. This is this is just boxing. This is not Russia. This is this is uh the host site using his advantages, and it's up to the other fighters to to do what they they can within their power to defuse that. But anyway, and then of course it's judges. I mean, if this go, you you think that Usyk can win, uh, sort of outboxing, outmoving, out moving, never letting Gassiev get to him. But then you're, you still gotta go to the judges and, and you're in, it can't be easy to, to beat a, a Russian champion in Russia. By the way, quick, uh, he can do it.
0: You're damn right. And I got a quick sidebar for you on the adolescent bird. I was in Vegas for UFC. And by the way, I was at the tough finale, the ultimate fighter finale the Friday before UFC 226. I got a little scratch in the game, right? Guess who nice. shows up to judge the next, the next, uh, big match in my parlay?
2: The one and only the adolescent
0: bird. And she. AIDS in the screw job of a undercard match that no one cares about but she cost me the big prize in a clear bout that one guy won and he got screwed and adolescent bird was on the wrong end of that and then the next night they trotted her out again for ufc 226 only triple g was in the building that night do you think that they crossed paths? Like what would the interaction be
2: like for him with between no two? no i we know that gennady Golovkin knows his true and i don't think that adelaide bird has any any role in his true like he that that she can't handle that true uh, and, and it, it ain't it ain't i don't think he wants no parts of her ever again same with rob and they better not nevada better not put robert bird in the ring because that would just be a terrible look for for triple g golovkin yeah. triple g golovkin versus saul canelo alvarez yeah, your point uh,
0: on, i guess you have an Usyk potentially getting a decision there look it, it,
2: it's 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 going
0: to be interesting it's it, it's a there, it's a tough scenario here i mean so what i'm
2: saying brian I favor I think Usyk has deserves to be a slight favorite. Uh and that there's a there's a path to winning if he moves and boxes and never really lets Gassiev get going. But there's going to be some obstacles in there against him and 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 I think he also at some point in time maybe later in the fight has to turn up the heat uh and and do some real damage, make enough of a statement. I don't, if he just thinks it out I don't want to see that number one, and I wouldn't even be mad if if he stinks it out and maybe deserves the win and doesn't get it. Um, wow. I w- I think you're in, you're on. You he knows what he's going into, so that so added, he has to ad- make that statement.
0: Yeah, that added element of potentially getting screwed will force him to have to put punches together. It will raise the intensity level in theory if he believes in it, and it sounds like him and his camp does. I'm always so going to favor class in the end, And going to. I mean, that's why I picked Pacquiao over Matisse, even though I had some fear that Pacquiao was just going to. Be washed and walk in there. I'm going to pick Usyk finding a way to get the decision. But he may have to get off off the deck to do so. And he may have to show not just another backbone like he did against Bradis, but that he's a real man. Like he, This this is going to be some manly stuff because these guys aren't fooling around. I mean, there's no American TV on this. This isn't an American pay-per-view where you go, oh, you know, I'm just going to cruise and take the loss. No, these guys are going to empty the damn tank. And Gostev's going to make him empty the tank. And I think Usyk is that next-level guy. I think he really is the class of this division, and he's gonna to have to prove it against the second best guy. He will give me that majority decision for Alexander Usyk.
2: I couldn't say it better myself, Brian. Oh
0: wow, fantastic there! Uh Real quick, because we're already out of time. But where do, where does let's say Usyk wins this, or let's say whoever wins this, where do they go from here? Uh, well, of course, there's the idea that they could move up to heavyweight, and that the idea that either of them could have success. I mean, they're both six three or six four, so there's some there's you know they're not a not five eleven, but they're, this isn't going to get them headlines in the States too much. I mean, it's not even on TV at the moment. What's next? Is there anyone else? Was there a Lucian Boute in this tournament that they kept aside? Is there any next obvious fight with any cruiserweight?
2: Not really. Nobody who's proven, right? There's some of these younger cruiserweights who look pretty good. Um, I mean,
0: Dordikos but- could beat somebody and then be a fight for Usyk, for example. Or, you know, Brightis could beat somebody and then be a fight for Gassiev. But there's no, like... This is where this I think
2: they, next. look, I think the winner and maybe even the loser both go to heavyweight because they, I don't know if I think they could win championships there, but man, they, you know, there's more money, it's bigger stages, and, they, there isn't – I'd love to see them just keep doing cruiserweight round robins forever. I, I, You won't get any complaints out of me. But career-wise, it makes more sense to go to heavyweight and see what you can do.
0: All right, real quick. So whatever great
2: cruiserweight does.
0: I'd love to see either of these guys do that. That's a good storyline. Uh, there's a couple names on this undercard. The co-main is women's pound-for-pound queen Cecilia Brakis defending all four of her welterweight titles against a name that I can't pronounce in a Sagadaev of I know you don't care about that, but do you care on this undercard, which we probably won't be able to see? Maris Breidis, ten round cruiserweights against Brandon Deslaure. Uh
2: Absolutely, I'm, I'm into Breatis. I thought he fought great, and want to see him continue, you know, that, that continue his career and look good. I looked up Delorier from France, and I forget almost everything about him, but he is not good. He does not have much on the All record right, to this speak. This doesn't
0: for. get well. Do you care about Fedor Chudenev against Najib Mohammadie? 12 round super middleweights are our, our guy who uh sergey kovalev sent to hell there by like, oh, breaking man. his I,
2: yeah i i can't get up for a muhammedi fight that guy he gets sent to hell every time i still follow um, him I, on instagram i like that guy all right i can't remember which chudnov is which if it's th- there's fedor and Dmitry, and one is good and one is not so good all
0: right uh, that's one, analysis that's that's a, there, you put the anal and analysis right there uh Mohamedi is 40 and 5 oh you're right he got Beat by Kovlev, and then Zvodzvik took his soul right after that. All right. All right. So we don't really care about that. And, Rafe, to uh, close here, all right, Denis Shafikov against Jan Gemino, junior lightweights, 10 rounds. You don't care about that. No,
2: you I kind of like Shafikov. I mean, he's a weird dude. Yeah. Like one of these the, – The gang. they call him Genghis or Dengis. Uh, he comes in in a crazy, like, cun hat Uh, he's and he's 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 rough. He's a he's a rough boy. I'd like to see him get back in the mix at 135 after this. He's a good boy.
0: Saturday, Las Vegas, HBO. Hey, decent fight here. Under the radar, of course, because HBO is under the radar these days. Jaime Munguia, fresh off of winning that WBO junior middleweight title by knocking Saddam Ali all over the ring, is going to take on Liam Smith, who was once bitten twice shy by Canelo Alvarez to the body. Not a bad fight here, Rafe. This is pretty interesting. Where we want to find out is Munguia. That guy is he that dude? Is he this oversized junior middleweight with power who hasn't fought anybody in Mexico yet? Look like an absolute killer.
2: Yeah, I'm into it. I was I, look, I, I, you know, to to quote uh, the famous Seinfeld episode uh, when when I was watching that Munguia fight, it moved. You know, it moved. I had a little bit of I had a little bit of tingling. So wow. I, my 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 winkle got tinkled. Um, so. And I like Mungia, man. He looks like the real deal. Obviously, we need to see more, but I, I liked everything I saw. And, and and if he he's not just some crude, you know, brawler or whatever, pressure guy. If he were, I think it would have taken longer for him to break down Saddam Ali. But he got to him right away and finished him. This would be a good win, though. Liam Smith is is a solid boxer. You know, tough guy. This would be a good win. I think it'll he'll, he'll, it'll it'll be a good test. We'll, we'll be able to see if he really is that kind of guy, if Mungia is that good, or if maybe we want to pump the brakes.
0: We got offered Mungia for this week's podcast. Apparently, he doesn't speak English, so I had to turn him down. But he says a lot of words. He says, "I want Canelo, I want Triple G, I can beat them both." So you love that hunger, you love that chutzpah inside of him, Rafe. And the co-main, I do not care about. Tell me if I should. Alberto Machado defends his WBA. Bootleg junior lightweight secondary title against Rafael Mensah. You don't you don't care about that. Your guess is as good as mine, brother. All right, two fights on the way out to see if you do care. At Bangpoon, Thailand on Saturday. Sri Sor Rungvisai, who's in the top ten pound for pound, takes a ten-round bantamweight bout against Young Gil Bay. Now SSR is the champion at one fifteen. He's moving up to bantamweight for a ten-rounder stay busy against Young Gil Bay. Bay, whose real name is Mayung Goo He's 20, right. 28, 6 and 2. He's from South Korea, Rafe. He's got his hair dyed really light blonde, and he got taken to hell. Soul removed by Rex zo just a few years ago. Do you care?
2: Not really. I think it's it's a weird little thing for SSR to do. Uh, I hope it goes well and get him back, you know, into meaningful fights. I know he's going through some stuff with the girlfriend, and he's got to have to beat up this bay because his other bay left him, but whatever. Well, well handled.
0: Well, that was a full setup in there, well handled. At Santiago, Dominican Republic rave right? to close. Curtis Stevens, yeah, our guy, right? Showtime? Against Carlos Jairo Cruz, 12-round middleweights for one of these weird, like, IBA middleweight championships that doesn't – Really matter account? No television for this. I care about it. I'm always going to care when Curtis Stevens the We we, we
2: chopped it up with Curtis Stevens in Vegas. We did that was one of our better nights ever. Oh, by the way, man. at Said the it's, HBO you know, Latino
0: party, it was basically you, me, Eric Raskin, and Brett Elkmoto showed up, and Zab Judah and Curtis Stevens, and me Jolene telling Zab Zone Judah from main events hooked it up. That me telling Zab Judah that his best career win. was the courage he showed in a loss against Danny Garcia when he split that forehead and he just and he emptied out his nine lives that night and he respected my game in saying that, all right?
2: Yeah, those guys, those they're, they're real ones. They're cool. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm always gonna like Curtis Stevens. Uh, I don't think he's got much left, but you know what? I want to see Curtis Stevens. I want to see him back in the pit, baby. BKB, big about. knockout boxing, By the where way, he really can shine. Why can't that come back? There's a bare knuckle league out there that we talked
0: about on the show. There's a bootleg Best one that just that just launched a second bare knuckle boxing league. Why can't we get BKB in the damn pit? That that was fun. That was that was a gimmicky.
2: Yeah, whatever. Nobody cares. Who has the pit? Somebody has the pit. Somebody owns that pit, right? It's probably somewhere. It, it in a must warehouse. exist somewhere in the world. Somebody's somebody's kids are playing around in it with their dogs or something.
0: Oh, somebody out there, uh, Rafe. Um, are you still selling anything? We got the respect box. We got the. Uh, do you do you still do media interviews for your great book, McShorley's and Me, My Father and Two and Two? I on occasion,
2: like... when people want, people want to talk to me, I'm around. The All book right. is still out there on Amazon, some your... bookstores. Um, you know, if you really want to get excited, uh, September, a couple months from now, September 18th, the big basketball book I worked what? on called Basketball, a Love Story. I'm co-author with the great Jackie McMullen, the Hall of Famer, uh, as well as Dan Clores, the award-winning film, documentary filmmaker. It's a big oral history covering Man, everybody from Bill Russell and Bob Cousy all the way through wow. LeBron, Stephen Curry. Um, You're a part and, of this project. Uh, I want to see it this. Was, I want to read It this. was an amazing experience. It's already up there in pre-orders and stuff. And, um, after that, you know, I'm going to be uh, rising straight to the top of the game, saying goodbye to Brian Campbell uh, and, uh, you know, hosting the In This Corner podcast by Rafe Bartholomew. Wow. Wow. I was just
0: I just set that hole up to see if you had any rules before you take interviews. I normally
1: don't do interviews with women, unless I
0: fornicate with them. I didn't know if that was part of your book tour rules, you know, part of your rider, if you will. Double kebab, double kebab.
2: me Double
0: kebab. All right, Rafe, that's enough. The show's way too long. We had a good time. Follow him at RafeBugs. Get that newsletter at B Campbell CBS. And yeah, that's all I got. So, Rafe, on the way out, can you tell a message to our fans? Maybe they can slide in our DMs. Whatever you want to say to them. We out.